you're rocking the, the jet green right now. Adam Sandler. Right. Number one, you were Rich Eisen. The second movie, I see Brad Hirschberg <laughs> being your father. Dennis Miller. The autumn wind is caused by global warming. <laughs> Uh, a legend in the booth, Jim Brockmeyer. I do love watching Tebow play. I mm-hmm. gotta say, he just he combines all the fiery leadership of Ray Lewis with the uh, with the throwing ability of Ray Lewis. <laughs> and uh... I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. I'm your humble host, Rich Eisen. We have an all-celebrity podcast this week. All celebrities, and that includes young Hollywood Chris Brockman. Glad to be back. Chris Law, good to see you, sir. Rich, always a pleasure. It's an athlete-free program. An athlete-free program. Well, let's not sell I, ourselves I, I, I short. Am, I am here, Rich. I yeah, we're, all, we're all athletes. It's, well, I mean, I figured even with 16 days to the draft, Ooh. next week we'll have, we'll have a draft expert to come on. Right to give us to set the stage for right. our draft week um, in New York, but this week, although next week we're, we're getting a celebrity, all celebrity podcast seemingly coming up too, but uh, we decided to do something different. Matthew Perry, a longtime friend, if you will, of this program, he's going to be here in our studio. Wilmer Valderrama, famous of the that '70s show, also on Awake on NBC, also. From the Jim Brockmeyer original Funny or Die video, one of the <laughs> famous lines is uh, of Jim calling a, uh, a hit-by-pitch, uh, Wilmer Valderrama, that hurts. <laughs> I don't know if Wilmer's aware of that or not. We should have, we should have brought that up. We, uh, should, we should bring that I'm up. I'm going to go to a limb and say no. He does not know. Wilmer Valderrama, that hurts. Uh, but he's also, you know, he's the voice of Handy Manny on the Disney Channel. You wouldn't know that because... Why would you watch I'm, Handy I'm Manny? I have no idea. I'm, I'm proud that I don't know. Yeah, well, you yeah. will know that soon enough, Chris Law, when you and your lovely wife decide to uh, start procreating, put little laws on the planet. Oh, jeez. Handy Manny, Wilmer Valderrama. Hmm. Yes. So I can't wait to hear his voice, because I'll just keep thinking of this Disney cartoon that sometimes <laughs> plays in the house. It's season past uh, on my household. Wow. And uh, Joe Manganiello of uh, True Blood, Chicks Dig'em. So I have to and send he's out a big that, Steeler fan. I have to send out, you know, let everyone know in production kind of what's going on for the week, the schedule. Yes. And it goes out to a lot of NFL employees just to let everyone know kind of what's coming up. Mm-hmm. The emails came out of the woodwork for Joe they Manganiello. saw his name. I, people contacted me like, when's he here? Can I meet him? I, I was like, it was amazing. How about that? Podcast brings people together. He's an impressive looking man. And I can say that confidently. Confidently, very confidently. Um, so that's all three of them here. What football stuff do we need to talk about? The Greg Williams tape? Do we even bring that up? No, but I mean, I, mean, the, I think the news of the week, too, is the tuna c- turning it down, right? Uh, you knew it was... I, I mean, mean you know not, what? If, 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 if the Hall of Fame selectors had done what I think the right thing had put him in, he'd have done it. He'd have been also the coach uh, at Hall of Fame weekend that he'd be inducted wow. in. Because wow. the Saints were at the Hall of Fame game, he could have been, you know, how they at halftime they walk the uh, the the inductees out for one last hurrah after a week of full of hurrahs. Do you imagine you had the coach on the sideline of one of the teams? It would have happened. So you really think that's the reason? why Yes. He didn't why come would back? he want to wait another five years for what to do this thing again for six months? It was the perfect setup for him if he was going to ever come back. Uh, I guess what yeah. to, to just be an interim. Yeah, I mean, if the Hall of Fame aside. Didn't, didn't the Vikings make him a name-your-price offer? Maybe. 
But, I mean, if he wants to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame and he wants to see it while he's alive, right? you know, uh, best chances it's going to happen in the next five years. Why Why put off for another five years? Obviously, uh, I'm not... I'm not privy to his personal thought process. I don't know who he is, mm-hmm. but that had to play in it. If he was going to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and he's in, why not be the head coach of a team playing in the Hall of Fame game and then move forward for the next few months? Not to and, mention Sean Payton's system is Bill Parcells' system, right? I mean, they're well, yeah. Well, I mean, Sean Payton grew up in the Parcells uh, exactly. family coaching tree, so he would obviously know what Sean's thinking. Uh, so I guess there's that. The Greg Williams tape. I, I don't want to get into this whole should he, shouldn't he. It's just awful that Steve Gleason is now somehow involved in this thing. Yeah. And uh, that's not what he wants to be. He wants his name to be associated with fighting ALS, which anybody in the sound of my voice here at the, at the podcast should obviously, uh, if you want to do anything in that regard, that's an incredible uh, disease to help uh, prevent and donate to whatever charity there. So at least we can get that out there. That's what Steve Gleason wants to have get out there. Not the fact that this tape gets out there because the guy who he let into the locker room is the one who released it. It's a horrible tape. Horrible. Um, just here's, You just get to hear the, the whole Lord of the Flies mentality that he was whipping up. Hopefully that stuff will finally uh, subside and we can start talking draft. Yeah, there's a part of me with that tape, like obviously it's mostly horrible, but there's a part of me too where it's like a... What do you expect out of a locker room mentality, though, in any sport, though? Well, I mean, there's a difference between go get the quarterback and kill the head. You right. know, like using in this day and age that that's your phrase, kill the head, the body will die. It's just, come on, man. That's, that's, like, a, that's like a well-known kill the that's head, a, body will movie. Die. That's from a movie. Well, it's a Ben Franklin, American Revolution. But in this day and age, come on. It's a, there's a culture change going on, and clearly he's behind the times. Yeah. And that's even more. I mean, just you, you, you don't even know when is he talking about actually hitting somebody in the head. Is he really is he really advocating that? Yeah. You don't know, but what he's definitely advocating is going to take out somebody's ACL. I mean, what are you kidding me? Yeah, that's come on, come on. Our there's a line. Our guy, there's a line. Our guy Kurt Warner though says Vernon uh, Davis's ankles. He should get a second chance. Well, I mean, you know, Kurt's Kurt's all about giving second chances, and maybe he will. I mean, maybe I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a second chance. Right now, he doesn't deserve to coach in the league. So he's not. And and uh, Sapp said that it's the most beyond-the-pale thing he's ever heard. Irvin thinks he shouldn't coach in the league again. Right. He's a Hall of Fame athlete. Ir- Irvin said he almost threw up when he heard it. At any rate, that was uh, – what else? What are, there's uh, no other news, right? It's, isn't this great? This well, is great. I mean, th- after March, I mean, it's it's nice to have just a week and, where it's just yeah. like we're settling in for the draft. You I'm gotta, pretty you, excited for the draft. you got some off-season workout programs going to begin soon for teams that uh, have had first-time head coaches. That's starting up. Many camps are going to run all throughout May and June. we got that coming up. Draft. You watched the Masters? Yes, it did. How awesome was it that? It was great. Bubba. Jeez. Bubba Watson. So you're going to now stop taking lessons? Is that correct? Yes, I tweeted that out in yeah. honor of Bubba Watson. It's inspired right. me to stop taking lessons. And then I realized I realized I, I suck. Right. <laughs> Same What's your handicap? What, what are you shooting? Are you shooting? Uh, I rarely crack 85. I mean, if I hit 85, that's a really incredible day for me. It's a good I'll save the scorecard for that. It's good. It's not bad. I don't play nearly as much as I should. No. Um, I don't think I need Some housekeeping, do. though. What do we have? Uh, the Step in Rich's Shoes Contest. Yes. Um, a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff on Twitter going on about that. I think a lot of people have signed up. So obviously, get right. go ahead and sign up on Rich's again, blog. Again, the, the the person who engenders the most new subscribers to this podcast wins an opportunity to appear. Love it. 
and also my 40-yard dash shoes autographed. Yes. So you go to the new blog page, richeisen.nfl.com, to find out more details and how you can do it. Absolutely. you got about another month left in this thing. Yes. Close. I think we're going to shut it down in mid-May. Yeah. And figure it out when, uh, when to get somebody on the show. If they're in the area and want to come here, we'll figure that out. They want to Skype if you're international. We as do you, that too. As, as you know, Rich, we have a lot of international followers. I know we do. I know we do. If anyone wants to tweet at me at Chris underscore Brockman, wow. stay tuned. At the end of the show, I'll give my international shout out of the week. What's happened to him? I don't even know what the who hell he was is that? anymore. <laughs> Chris Lowe, what the hell was that? I think he just hijacked your show. <laughs> what was that? I take vacation one week. What the hell was that? Dude. I'm, just, I'm just showing respect. Yeah, look, the look on your face is priceless, Rich. And appreciation what to our he? international followers. He's like teasing some sort of segment he made up by himself. <laughs> just now. For, himself. For what? For himself. <laughs> just now. Just made Chris it up. Chris Law. <laughs> it's like the Jetsons. Stop this crazy thing. Oh, man. What, are, what have we done here? What was that? Well, young, seriously. Young what, Hollywood. What was that? <laughs> Actually, stay tuned for the end of the show to hear this crazy story about why he's got a big, massive cut on his back. <laughs> We're going to get into that. But instead, uh, we've got, again, three. Uh, this is exciting. This They're is good stuff. Joe Manganiello guests. knows his, his Steelers. This is fun. True blood. Chicks dig him. Uh, Wilmer Valderrama uh, of Awake on NBC, Thursday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, True Blood is coming. Another season's uh, coming. This summer. Yeah, yes, season indeed. five. Yes. And, uh, but let's start with a, a friend, a good friend of the program, Matthew <laughs> Perry. Pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast, a man who I'm uh, pleased to call a friend. He is currently uh, launching a new show in which he plays a sportscaster. It's all good. And also, um, it's his time of the year because uh, I know he's a big hockey fan, even though he's going to come on here and talk a little Patriots. But it's good to have you back, Matthew Perry. We'll pound it out. All right. We'll sir. pound it out because I, <clears throat> I know it sounds like I have the H1N1 You, you look virus, great. You sound like don't. you only have a nose. Does it? But other than that. <laughs> I'm like one big top. I'm like that commercial. <laughs> yes, you know, like just exactly. walking around nose. But uh, yes. good to see you. Good to see you, too. Good to see you. How are things with you? Life's uh, things are great. Things are uh, really, uh, really good. Things are good. It's a uh, exciting time for sports I right know. now. You're, you're heading off to the Dodger home opener after this. I am. The, the hockey Stanley Cup playoffs are starting. I know that excites you. Yes, I, my, uh, my Los Angeles here. Kings sort of limped in to the playoffs and have to take on the that's very all. powerful Vancouver Canucks. Right. But I've heard that's a big first round series, though. That'll be. Uh, I have to act be like, being the football guy. Yeah. I have to act like what was like that sport. That's the one with the the. You know, we respect other sports. Yeah. But I have to. I have to act that way. Well, it's good because then I, I can seem like an expert. <laughs> <laughs> certainly at, when you when you're talking about hockey but there it, it's it's it is true though playoff hockey uh with there there's nothing truly like the the rush of a puck and 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 do I sound like I know what I'm talking about yeah, okay. you, I mean you, going from one end of the ice to another in 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 a playoff setting yeah. that is that is truly one of the more exciting moments in sports. Yeah, to me, the most exciting thing in sports, because I grew up in Canada, so, you know, I have to be a hockey fan because it's the law, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But (laughs) there's there's nothing more exciting to me in sports than overtime hockey in the playoffs. Right. Because it could end at, at any yeah, it's just really moment. exciting, and if it goes, it could, and, and it also could go on forever, right? Yeah, you know? it could go on forever. Yeah. Uh, in in football, uh, the one we you know the one big overtime moment we saw this this year was was Tim Tebow just throwing one pass, yeah, 
and that was the, the end of Denver game. That, that exactly. the Denver, uh, Denver Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh game. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. throw, and that was the end of that. Has, yeah. have you, has that ever happened in your recollection where the hockey dropped the puck? Yeah. Odd that, man rush right off the bat, two seconds I in playoffs. I believe I actually so, know the. Uh, is that I right? I believe the record is six seconds. There, see, I think. There you go. Yeah. I see, think it's six seconds. And, and Tebow was, I think, eight. Yeah. So that was. Well, that's when we all thought. Oh my God, this guy is for real, right? You know, and then he proved to not necessarily be for real in the next <laughs> well, game. Well, your but... Patriots sort of Oof. can expose people uh, like that every yeah. now and then. So yeah, the Patriots—they're you know. uh, uh, just another crushing Super Bowl. Yeah. For me. Now let me let me start again because you again you've been on the podcast. Last time you were on the podcast was after the Super Bowl with the Steelers and the Packers. You phoned in the the, the very next week. Uh, how how did you, someone from Canada, with a lot of time, obviously in the Los Angeles area, where where did the your love of the New England Patriots? Well, it, come you from? know, it, it, I I I was in for a shock this year because mm-hmm. well, it's it's my grandfather and my mm-hmm. father have been Patriots fans forever, and mm-hmm. they they grew up in Williamstown, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. I was born in Williamstown, Massachusetts, so I, you know, I became a Patriots fan mm-hmm. for. Years and not a fairweather fan. I mean, I was a fan before Tom Brady, like before Steve the Grogan Super Bowls. and and your 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 losing game. Yeah, and, and the red outfit and the yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> uh, so you know, I, I pulled for them in the Bears, mm-hmm. uh, the most lopsided Super Bowl ever. The, right? Yes. The 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 fridge coming at you. Seven yeah. Or yeah whatever when when four hundred pound men score on your yes. team, it, <laughs> it it stings in any situation. The, yes. the big stage, though, it, it stings especially. Yeah. No yeah. relation, by the way. Is that I, right? Yeah. I'm not related to the <laughs> not, Fridge Perry. The Fridge Perry yeah. and Matthew Perry. Yeah. Our hearts are the same. The, uh, then that's, yeah. But that's the end of yeah. that. Uh, so, yeah. And, and But I became a Patriots fan because of that. And then and then I had my father uh, over for the game. Mm-hmm. And my uncle, and my father is 70, and my uncle is 74. And they revealed to me that they're really Giants fans. What? Yeah, and and they they revealed to me that it was tough for them, and I was like, "What are you talking? I've been a Patriot fan my whole life because of you." Right, and they said, "No, no, no, yeah, they're they're torn. They they were sort of Giants fans, and they hid that from me." Is that it, that's that's similar to a story where like like maybe he's not your real father though? I yes. mean, like I mean, did it go any further and deeper than that? I, mean, I have looked into the fridge's <laughs> background to make sure that I'm maybe not in fact are. his son. Because at fact. times I do get really hungry. Yeah, so like you know, you never like know. You yeah. never know. If, yeah. So I mean, you know, seriously though, they just like oh, by the way, yeah. Yeah, they, I saw them sort of quietly root for the Giants, and I was like, I like ordered food. I had this event <laughs> catered, and now you're turning on me. It right. was really weird. No kidding. Yeah, that would throw that would throw anyone off. So that yeah. and that's why you were rooting for the Patriots. That's why I'm rooting for the Patriots. That's why I root for the Red Sox. That's why I like the Bruins. Mm-hmm. It's like and and then they sort of revealed that they are New York fans. But why? I mean, because your dad spent time in New York. Yeah, or? yeah, he used to live in New York. Okay. And, and uh, so, have you have you met any any of the Patriots? Have you ever come across any of the? the I was at a party uh, a few years ago, and mm-hmm. Tom Brady was there, mm-hmm. and I went up to him and talked to him for a while because I was a big fan, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that's not at a party. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be standing next to Tom Brady because he's Tough. he's he's 
he's very handsome. Yes, yes. So I, you know, there were girls around, and mm-hmm. I finally just said, "Listen, nice talking to you. <laughs> I'm going to go to a separate corner." Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I had to get some attention. And then, it, yeah, because I, I mean, I've I've interviewed him uh, a couple. I've said this before, and I, I don't I don't mind saying it again. Uh, I interviewed him in person for the uh, first podcast of the 2011 season out there in New England. And it was a very difficult two shot for me. It's awful. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was feeling good. Uh, I went through my whole off season conditioning program, sure. getting ready for the season, right? Uh, Pilates, yoga, and 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 whatnot. Yeah. Oh, I know you your know, workout you know, you know, oh, sure. sure. You know, um, yeah. it's, it's legend. I've seen the pictures. It's legend. Yeah. It's legend. And I I, th- I was feeling good. I was feeling good. Uh-huh. I, I was dressed similar in this way as well. Okay. Uh, and then he comes out head to toe, Zanya, uh, uh, custom suit, tie, hair. Hair, I mean, which you 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 can you you're equal to him in the hair department. Me, I'm I'm follically challenged against most people on the I was it Matthew. It was it was a difficult two shot. Yeah, for it's me. unfair that he's, he's got so he's got all he's got everything. It's not fair, right? Yeah. And then the cool thing too is after the Super Bowl, they lose. His supermodel wife goes after a New York fan who's going after her too, and and it's just like the supermodel wife is not just into him for his supermodel looks. They actually, he it does seem like he's got a healthy relationship. Well, as what well. do you like, think they do? Working. Like, do you think at home they just how can they get anything done? Like they probably just look <laughs> at each other and just go, "Man, boy, are we good looking?" Yeah, and then they just like check in five minutes later and do the same thing. Nothing and nothing gets done. Yeah, and. And they have to, uh, I guess, have others clean up or, or whatever or, they do. But if, right. you know, they must just sit there and just go. I, I literally can't believe how good looking we are. <laughs> Much like you and I will do yes, after this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't. I can't yeah. believe that because I did. I did a couple times while interviewing him. It just. It's. It's. T- it's just. It's tough. Yeah. It's. It's a tough two shot. It's a tough. And again, much in the same way that I'm. I'm feeling that. You know. Right now, I mean, are you? Yeah, no. oh, yeah. All right. well, I mean, it's flattering. It's all, it, you know, it's all good. But with Tom, I mean, he's it's it's all working. And and the thing that also about him is he cares so much. You know, like he's going in the Hall of Fame. He could he could not win another game, and he's going in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and he loses the Super Bowl. Well, they've and... now lost uh, more Super Bowls than any other team, right? It's interesting. Him. Uh, well, let me think about that. I think the Patriots and the Broncos are probably tied. And in the that Bills regard. are up there with yeah, four. Yeah, the Bills, but, right? But I. But they've, you know, for all their successes, they've lost. They've lost in four. the Super Bowl. They have lost four times in the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. And it's. Uh, you well, it's know. better to have. You know what? Better to have what loved and lost, or I don't even know anymore. Yeah. what this phrase. I, is. I'm questioning why you started that sentence. I don't know. If, you, if you didn't know the. <laughs> no, I don't even yeah. know. Is it yeah. better? I, I wonder. Yes, yeah, I guess it's better absolutely. to go to the Super Bowl. There's no question. Lose. There's no question. Just to go. I mean, ask ask a ask a Jet fan. I mean, to come close. Uh, t- two years in a row, and then not make it, and, and just to go on, for that whole, just to go, th- just to go through it for a week too. It's it's incre- it's incredible. Look though on Kelly's there. face every time he lost, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was uh, that's the that's the uh, the Bills guy, right? right. It's never too it's it, it's better to have loved and lost than never loved at all. Tomato. That's what it is. I think I finally got yeah. it. I think I, I finally. Yeah. I think I finally. But got remember it. that look on the Buffalo Bills guys when they like they yeah they the just thousand yard look, stare that look of just sadness and depression. Well, when you go four times and you don't win, yeah. each and every one of those yeah. times was it. F- it was it four in a row? It was four in a row. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Matthew. We will never see another team go that many times in a row. Yeah. Ever. 
Yeah. Correct. And we will never see them lose each and every time. I mean, we'll never, oh. we will absolutely never, ever see anything like that. And again. the way they lost. And if you think about it, and, and these guys, when they walk around, uh, they, they, they want to be called a dynasty and they should because they went to force it. We'll never see that again. Ever, ever see. see I guess they are a dynasty, but you got to win one, don't you? To be a dynasty? I think just to have gone. Again, okay. you just uh, but you but people absolutely have your point of view. Is that you have to win one of them? There's no question about that. It was the was the, the was it the third one that uh, Nordif is that the guy's uh, name? Norwood was Norwood. the first. Missing Norwood was the oh. first. Yes, his his famous Buckner moment. Yeah, right there. That's the brutal thing mm-hmm. about uh, like what you don't want to be mm-hmm. is the wife and family of a field goal kicker. Well, the kid, the guy who who helped put the in a way the Patriots in the Super Bowl, that uh, guy, oh. Billy Cundiff of yeah. the Baltimore 32 Ravens, thirty-two yards, right? Wide thirty-two left, yards. Wide Can't left. you and I make that thirty-two? You know what? I have tried to do that. Have you? I have, and I've tried it, and it's not it's not as easy as it as it looks. As a matter of fact, uh, Adam Carolla was on this podcast, and he has uh, a theory that we wanted to test. Is he thinks there should be a goalpost down the middle of the goalposts that's worth five points? Oh wow! To make things that much more interesting, to add accuracy, it's not just shouldn't be just distance and accuracy between two wide goalposts. Like you should actually have something for a kicker to aim for. That if he in fact hits that with a football, it's five points. That's really interesting. Yes. Yeah, so we tried to do that, and uh, and have him kick it. He revealed. Uh, Talk about best laid plans. Uh, as we mentioned on the podcast, hey, we want to take you to another studio and do it. He mentions he just had knee surgery. He couldn't kick. So I then went and kicked, and I hit him in the ass twice. Where was he? He was he was snapping. <laughs> I guess that's an important part of this story. Yes, he was long snapping because yeah. he, 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 he swears that he's a professional long snapper, that he can actually long snap in the, in the National Football League. Well, how far, though? I cooked him directly in the ass, by the way. Not yeah. like just one cheek. Like, seriously, so just, straight on. just a yes. line drive. Yeah. Yes, it's not easy. It's not easy. You have to. You, uh, that said, if you are, if I was paid to do it, if that's all I was supposed to do, thirty-two yards to send a game into overtime. Yeah, you should be able to do and that. And all the pressure, and but the family just watching, just sitting watching television, and just going, mm, "We can't buy a washer and dryer this year. <laughs> right. he, he missed left. <laughs> he missed left. We're gonna have to." And what do you say when when he comes home? Yeah. It's uh, that's a very high pressured mm-hmm. thing. Now, talk about rules. Let me ask you this rule. Yes. I I have thought for years mm-hmm. that they should do away with the uh, extra point. Why? Because it's boring. It's like they a penny. Always make it. It's like a penny, right? It's like a penny in our in our currency system. What yeah. do you need it? You, you just don't take it, it for granted. Yeah. You leave it. You leave it in the jar so you could use the next person can use it. When yeah, they're, when they're at the counter, how many? What's the percentage? How it, many? Uh, I, I, very rarely. I would. I would probably go. It's I, just off the top of my head. I bet ninety-seven to ninety-eight percent of yeah. them are are so, converted. And it takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So why? What? Get rid of it. Have yeah. have a, have a touchdown be seven points and, and call it. or you make them go for two. Or you make him now. Go that's two. that would be of interest. So you would you would abolish the extra point. I, I make you commissioner. <clears throat> I would get rid of that. Mm-hmm. And I am a big fan of the new overtime rules. Me too. Because I think that's great. Because that was always a joke. Whoever won the toss always won. Right. So that rule is great. Mm-hmm. And that's the funny thing is it finally gets put into practice in a playoff game. And yeah. Tim Tebow eight seconds later yeah. ren- renders it completely moot. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was what and that was, was that was an amazing play. All right, I like that. But I I would do away with the with the extra with the extra point, and I would and I and I'm a big fan of that. Word. Let me talk. Let's talk a little bit about this comedy pilot you're okay. working on, which is exciting. Yeah. First of all, NBC, which is also exciting, talking about uh, the possibility of, of going home here with for That's you true. back to NBC. Yes. Uh, the pilot you're working on is called Go On. May I read the log line to Please. you? Because I love log lines to begin with. Do you? I do. Right. Uh, an irreverent yet charming sportscaster. That hey, listen. Come on. Look at look at tries to move on from loss yeah. and find solace from the members of his mandatory group therapy session. Yes. <laughs> Written by a man you know well because he was ascribed from friends, Scott Silveri. Who just texted me to mm-hmm. say hello to you Fantastic. because he's a big fan and he you. Uh, sees you, you at the dog park and gets nervous. And doesn't go up to you, doesn't approach. You. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Is that is that it's, true? It's very true. And and, and it, it can't be because of my dog. I mean, you've no, met no, my no. dog. He's, He's a, a yellow lab mix. He's he, an adorable yeah. no, no, sweetheart it's, of a it's dog. It's because of you. And he, uh, um, we had talked about you for a mm-hmm. potential role in this thing. You were too busy. No. But when we were talking about this, when yeah. we were talking about this, yes. he he shared with me that he sees you all the time at the dog park and is too no nervous kidding. to go. Well, on. let's we're going to have to move past that. I yeah, mean, I hope we're, so. We're going to this this podcast will bring people together. I th- if, <laughs> I think if so. Used properly for yes. forces of good. And so we'll do that. Yeah, the podcast sure. has done a few things. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, opened up uh the relationship with Scott mm-hmm. and it's let people know that you and I are basically in love with Tom Brady. <laughs> so <laughs> For we're, forces we're of done. Done. I'm telling you, the podcast is forces of good. Yeah. Uh, the the coach from the documentary Undefeated came on. Next week he won an Oscar. I'm Oof. just saying. Okay. John Calipari is the only college basketball coach that's been on NFL Network of any any show. He cuts down the nets for Kentucky. At okay. the, at, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, you're a good this, luck charm. This pilot is is charmed. Uh, moving forward, I'm just going to say that the pilot's called uh, Go On. So what have you learned? about sports casting in this process. Have you learned anything? Have you, have you uh, gleaned? Well, are we miserable people, do you think? Or? Well, there's, it's funny. There's a few scenes where I'm doing exactly what you're doing. I mean, right. this boot, like I, I, I'm... And, in a small little shower curtain. Uh, it's exactly uh, like this. Okay. We shot at NPR, though, so I felt okay. really smart. As <laughs> opposed it. to this numbing sensation <laughs> right now, that's coming I, over you. Right now, I just, I don't even know what's happening. Right. But, yes, yeah, shooting at NPR, as soon as you walk into NPR... You get you know, like your IQ raises ten points, right? Uh, or you have to say things you know that make you sound smarter. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Uh, just just phrases that you could throw out there. You know, like all things considered. All things. You considered. know, I know the name of their show, <laughs> That's right. but you just say exactly. things like that. Hey, listen, this pilot's going to be great. But all things considered, all things considered, and it doesn't matter what you say next. You just right. sound. You're right. You're totally right. Smarter. Uh, Thank uh, you. The the good thing is, just like you, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, the, part of the show can be very male because it because the three quarters of the show is all emotion and mm-hmm. it's grief therapy. So it's a group of people all talking about their feelings. Mm-hmm. So like twenty five percent of the show is unapologetically as a mm-hmm. NPR word. Yes, <laughs> that's their next show right. where they just don't apologize for anything. Right. Uh, <laughs> Right. can be very uh, male. So uh, we're going to have real athletes on the show. Terrell Owens uh, is 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 in the pilot, and is I interview him. T.O. Yes. is in the pilot. Yeah. Now, how, what, how, are, how are his acting chops? I know that's what he's looking to do he was moving great. forward. He was great. He really was great. I have a scene where I have to, believe it or not, pick a fight with him. Mm. 
and he like gets out of a car and he has a few lines like, are you crazy? What are you doing? He's a chiseled and, man. And, oh my God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. I took a picture with him and I tweeted like, which one of us do you think is in better shape? <laughs> Uh, he, yeah, he had, you know, he had a microphone on and mm-hmm. at one point he had, wh- why are we doing this? We're now we're going to talk about how gorgeous Terrell Owens is. I know is. that. What's Listen, happening? it's okay, but it's okay. You and I are fine. Okay. You and I are fine. He, he took it off It is what his, it is, man. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Right. He took off his, uh, shirt to mm-hmm. put the wire on and yeah. I just sort of like glimpsed and it's just, it's a whole other world. Yes. It's a whole other world. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like that old Seinfeld. You have to glance and look away. Just that, like, yes. It, just, it, yeah. It, just like sort staring of, into the sun. It's ridiculous. I know that. Yeah. I but hear you. One of the, my, it's all, it's fine, my, my character had to, uh, my character has sort of a mental break in the, in the pilot mm-hmm. and it happens with him and we had to, whoever played that part, we needed to be able to make fun of him for something. Oh boy. So, I was the one who actually, because Scott Silveri, while being a uh, very, he's a very good showrunner, so he he's open to ideas, right. and I came up with the make fun of joke of to him. For Terrell Owens. Yes. Okay. And so it had to be cleared with his agent. Mm. Then Scott had to go up to him and say, this is what Matthew's going to say to you. Is that all right? And, and, he, and he said, yes, no fantastic. problem. That's and then good. we got to the rehearsal. He comes out of the car. Mm-hmm. He says the... He says, are you crazy? What are you doing? And I'm supposed to say this line to him. And I, I, I got to, I got scared. You couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It went all, it went against all my base instincts to like head towards him and make fun <laughs> of him. But, uh, but he had the ability to receive. He was great. Okay. If only Andy Reid could have had that ability with him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they and, might, uh, yes. he might still be playing. And for you the just Philadelphia said Eagles. he had the ability to receive. I did yeah. just say, and I didn't even know it. I know. And I didn't even know, I know. it. That's I guess that's, that's, that's what's happening. That's, I'm just trying to impart more sports casting yeah. wisdom. I'm just trying to take what I've got, instill it in Thank you, you, so you can move forward. Well, you know I want to come watch you do your thing eventually any, well, please. and follow you around. Any, if, that, if, if any of that works for you. That would be great. It's, it's, please. It would any, be great. Any, absolutely any time. But I, I have been on uh, the business end of an interview with, with Terrell Owens where I'm asking him all the questions. Yeah. And, you know, i got to ask him all the the appropriate questions it's just not it's not easy because he 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 definitely has a persona the to persona in real life uh i can't I mean, call him that though not anymore, not anymore. yeah he doesn't want to be called to anymore. terrell 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 he's left to behind see that's the persona there's a to persona yeah. that he's not i mean he's coming he came in we were he was one of the first guests we ever had on nfl network in 2003 in the fall of 2003 and all this craziness was going on with him with the 49ers that's how long it was going on yeah and we were all like what sort of guy's gonna come in he was a total humble shy totally yeah. uh um out you know he wasn't outgoing he was a little bit introverted but he was completely cool to everybody and we were all like huh like yeah. where where's that guy you know when yeah. the camera's shining on him, so yeah. you got to see that he was uh, he was great, and he you know he worked two days. He had like uh, two real scenes with them, and mm-hmm. he was great. And you know when you're shooting a show, there's a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. And, you know he was very patient. And... Fantastic. Might he have an arc if this thing goes? Uh, Might, it, it's, it's possible. Owens arc. It's definitely possible because he was. We lucked out because I didn't know that we didn't know that he could act. It's you what know? he want. I think that's what he would like to do. He was good. With his professional he was really football good. career most likely done. Yeah, he was. He was really good. And I told him. I said, you know, like you know, because there's sort of like a mutual. I'm sure you're familiar with this, mm-hmm. but like actors and athletes, and there's sort of a mutual unsaid respect between the two because it's like 
I don't know why, but it's, you know. Well, it's performance-based. Yeah. And then once you do your show, uh, you have to do it again. Yeah, yeah, And what yeah. you did last week sort of doesn't matter what you – if if, if exactly. you go from week to week, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so it's true. I think that, that that's probably where you're all – and plus, everybody likes to hold your hand and, and give you all stuff for free and stuff like that. Sure. Right? I mean, it's not Absolutely. what it is. Not what, me being, you know, a, a sports casting celebrity, I sort of get both. Right. Like, what kind of free stuff am I going to no, get nothing, here? Nothing. No, nothing. nothing. Okay. No, I mean, right. just my undying – Continued love and respect. Or, I'm actually looking for this, something. I'm this, looking for something tangible. You something tangible. Yeah, yeah. You could keep the can of of uh, diet Red Bull that okay. we provided you. Thanks. I think I we've got a four pack. Did you really? You yeah. brought? But, well, we've uh, got a four pack. For yeah. you. <laughs> you and Dion, by the way. Dion loves. He it. loves it. Oh, I want to have Dion on the show too. But uh, now you want to talk about an actor? That guy. He can act. He's. I mean, shoot. He yeah. was. He was hosting Saturday Night Live in the in the nineties. Yeah. He would be. Uh, he He's would be the great. best. He'd be great. Yeah. He'd be great. And anybody here, uh, Sap, Irvin, you know, Irvin has been in, uh, Absolutely. In, in Sandler movies, left and right, up and down. Marshall would be there. There was a role that I thought about Sap for that was a regular role, mm-hmm. like a, a guy in the grief therapy. That was an ex football player. Uh, there. Oh my God. He, he would be, that would be great. He would be absolutely fantastic. good. And you, you would also have to vet the, the lines if you are making fun of him. You'd also have to vet those with, with yes. The, uh, he can still make fun of it. He just, he, I think he just, he just needs to know. You still gotta, you, still you gotta need vet to, if, yeah. You, well, he, he, Sap wouldn't be playing Sap. He would be playing a guy. He would be like acting. Mm. He'd be playing, you know, somebody other himself. than him. Yeah. Interesting. But Terrell Owens was himself and we had to come up with a put down for him. And as you know, he's playing in the, uh, the CF, indoor. In the indoor Right, that he's, football that he's league. Right the indoor. So I at one point challenge him, mm-hmm. and he uh, uh, he says he like comes to me to hit me, mm-hmm. and the line that we uh, mm-hmm. came up with, which had to be vetted through agents and through all of this <laughs> stuff, was I said uh, I said, oh, are you going to hit me? Be careful, they might kick you out of the indoor unemployment bunny rabbit league. <laughs> <laughs> and he said yes <laughs> he to was that. Good. He was fine with that. Yeah, the pilot is called "Go On" for NBC. It's got to happen. It's going to happen now that you've been on the podcast. I'm I telling think you so. It's the, it's, it's the way things it's work. Luck, it's the way things work right here. So that that again, as as we as as we we wrap this up, uh, this pilot is going to go on. Go on, okay? Because again, that's what the podcast does. Uh, our man love for Brady and, and Terrell Owens has mm-hmm. been uh, respectfully put out there, and I will send you the undis- calendar. Is undis- of both of those <laughs> well, guys. That means there's ten more months. We got to go. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to figure. It. We got to. There's more. Time. We could fill that up. We could fill that up. And and Scott Silveri, your your showrunner and your friend from Friends, who's uh, behind this pilot, he and I are going to be fast friends. Yes, I will let and him know gonna, that uh, he we're can in. approach you at the doctor. Yeah, he could have done that at any moment. Very nervous. He was like a nervous little schoolgirl. That's craziness. Yeah, that's that's absolute craziness. I'll let him know that he can say hi. Yes, but let him know. I'll be there for him. Okay. When the rain starts. To, <laughs> ah, hey now, good yeah. to see you, Matthew hey, Perry. Man. Thanks for coming back on. Thank you. Enjoy your Stanley Cup playoffs. It's coming up. Thank Enjoy the so. Dodgers when you're out there at uh, Chavez Ravine. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, man. Matthew Perry here on the Rich Eisen podcast. Pleased to have on the Rich Eisen podcast, a man who you uh, enjoyed for many years on that 70s show. Uh, he is now on Awake on NBC, a fascinating new program that's uh, got an interesting take on things for sure. Wilmer Valderrama, good to see you hey, here. Hey, man, thank you How for having you? me. It's a pleasure to be here, man. I should also say for uh, myself, a uh, father of a three-and-a-half-year-old kid, you're also uh, the voice of Handy Manny yes, that's on, right. on the Disney Channel. <laughs> How often do you get stopped by people oh, man, with kids know? to say, hey... Uh, 
that's you're you're the voice that's in my living room pretty much all the time. Quite often, you know, quite often. And and uh, the the, the <laughs> silliest part about it is actually that the kids are the ones who who recognize me uh, the fastest. Oh yeah, and, and it's very funny because I look nothing like this cartoon. <laughs> you know, I really look nothing like this cartoon. Yeah, you don't have a tool belt on. I definitely right don't now. have a tool belt. No, you don't. I don't wear a trucker hat. You know, and uh, <laughs> but uh, but it's very funny because I'll be walking around the airports or I'll be at a restaurant or something like that, and I'll be mm-hmm. talking to a friend of mine yeah. and and then you would feel this pair of tiny little eyes just kind of burning through the back of your head and then you just kind of turn around and it's just you know three or four year old kid just yeah. staring at you like it makes no sense right. it makes zero sense that this voice that i that i wake up to every morning mm-hmm. is actually coming out of this human being right and i was telling you before that we had larry the cable guy on that's nfl right. network at the super bowl and he does the voice of mater from cars and that's cars right. too and that's I had, a big hero i i i i indulge Asked him to indulge me to get on the phone and call my kid. And and do you get that people calling saying, "Hey, get on the phone, <laughs> absolutely." Say, call my child absolutely. and say you're Andy Manny. And- I mean, specifically uh, dads do that a lot because uh, yeah, you know because because uh, the idea is uh, you know hey, I got you a present. You know what I mean? And uh, it was very easy. But uh, but my friends actually uh, uh, will call me and be like, "Okay, he's he's not you know he's." Um, He's doing this at home. He's mm. doing that at home or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'll call in and kind of manipulate the data and be like, hey, you got to be good. Do you your homework. Be a listener. Do your homework. Be a listener. Be good to your mommy. Good to your mommy and daddy. Fantastic. You know? no. But it's fun. But it's fun. And so you are from uh, the South Florida, at least that's where you were born. Yeah. Uh, and yet, uh, you are not a Dolphins fan. You're not a fan of the Miami Dolphins. Right. Is that a true story? I or? mean, I, I I enjoy them, and I am I'm very proud that you know the state has such team. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I was born in Miami, and mm-hmm. when I was three years old, my parents moved back to Venezuela. And uh, I'm Venezuelan, Colombian. I was raised in Venezuela, playing soccer my whole life, you oh, know, okay. and, and baseball uh, my whole life. So so eventually, uh, when I came back to the United States in, at, at 14 years old, I think that was in 1994. Uh, that's when I kind of embraced um, uh, embraced the rest of the American culture and was able to kind of get in touch again mm-hmm. with with my you know my initial roots being born here. Sure. And uh, learn how to speak English and through sports and all that stuff, and then embraced you know the culture of NFL and, mm-hmm. and uh, Major League Baseball and and uh, NBA. So, which do you have a favorite NFL team? You yeah, team you know what? I really enjoy the Steelers. You know, I, I mean, look, I, I became a, a huge NFL fan, so I I love watching the sports mm-hmm. and I love watching the drama unfold from the teams, you know, to, mm-hmm. to the competition. And, and, uh, and when you get, when they get to this, you know, iconic championship, you know what I mean? And, 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 and to win, to win, uh, to win the NFL, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I think, um, um, Steelers were was it was a team that I really enjoyed for a lot of years, you know, because mm-hmm. um, they were winning. Is that what it was when you uh, first? No, when you know, fourteen what? years old. When, I mean, yeah, you, I guess they were pretty you're, badass back you're then. You're prone actually. to hop on the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I was. Mean, I'm also a Laker old. fan. Oh, I'm right. also an amazing. That's Laker. odd <laughs> that you would choose the team in the NBA that's won the most championships. Uh, well, but you. but no, and 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 other fans, the Lakers. Um, you know, the Lakers are are worse than a soap opera, man. Like they're no, I know, I know, but that's what that's the beauty of them. That's they're they're like you know for the black. But they're the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys. Anything yes. that happens with them, yeah. anything that happens yeah. with them, yeah, it, it ruins everybody, your day. Everybody pays attention to them and talks about them, yeah. and everything does get elevated to yeah. the soap opera. It, 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 it ruins so. your day. It ruins your. It day. ruins we, your day. I really. I mean, you're. I mean, it, it would ruin your day when Andrew Bonham shoots threes and gets benched, and, yeah. and he complains about it. Yeah, it, ru- like it ruins my day when we. 
when we have a 20 point lead mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden we lose it in the last minute of the third, in the third people quarter. cannot be around you it, it just it, what i'm saying is oh i don't God. check twitter and i definitely don't go to my no, facebook let me, you, let me tell you something wilmer about tw twitter you gotta put that away during a sporting event 100 <laughs> you've gotta i learned that the hard way bro away I learned that because, the hard way. Because you turn into that old man on the porch screaming at the kids on the lawn, get off my lawn. Yeah. Like, you just like, it's just how in the world does this guy miss a shot? How does yeah. this guy, you know, the footballs, how in the guy, does the guy fumble it? And then two quarters later, the guy scores a touchdown. You look like a fair weathered fan that you don't really care about your team. And then your whole inbox gets flooded with people telling oh, yeah, you how, yeah, yeah. you know, and, what a jerk and, you are. And, and just, uh, you gotta, just gotta put it. It's just, it's no good. It's no good, man. It's no good. The conversations that my friends and I got into through Twitter, it is. It's it's no good. The hashtags are hilarious. The hashtags, for sure. And let me here, here's here's the deal with Twitter. Also, to me, Twitter for sports is it's like um, beer goggles mm -hmm. in regular life, mm -hmm. where Twitter will make you say and do things that the like next, no one's reading. That, that's think, no one's reading, and you think no but, one's reading. But yeah. the next morning. You would regret, like, oh, did I really yeah. go and ahead no and tweet that? No, there's not. There's not. You've done what you've done. And, I mean, and then also it's there's, like, there. Twitter accounts like yours and mine where mm -hmm. you're just, like, you know, you want to be as outspoken as possible. And then when you are, you're mm -hmm. like, okay, here comes the tsunami of – No uh, good. Of, uh, you know, so I, I learned my lesson specifically with, with the NBA fans, you mm -hmm. know. And, uh, um, I mean, I'm still very supportive of my team, you know. But mm -hmm. I just – I stay away from all social networking when I'm, watch, when I'm watching my games, you mm -hmm. know. And, uh, and therefore, you know, so um, – you know, so I'm also I'm also a Raiders fan, you know, because I'm from California, and mm -hmm. and, um, and uh, I just you know that's also another soap, you know, where you know which I think uh, I, I mean I'm, I'm actually really rooting that at some point we can have the Cinderella story, and then that team can mm -hmm. you know can be um, I mean he's he's they they go through their waves of being a great contender and being um, uh, you know a great team, and then um, and then we just lose certain elements along the way that just makes yeah. us you know and now and get now there. that Mr. Davis has passed on, right. I mean. It's a totally different yeah. era. No one knows what the Raiders are going to really look like and yeah. be like. And and sadly, and sadly, when when that happened, you know, I think all of us were really hopeful that something was going to gear in and was going to kick in, mm -hmm. and that all of a sudden the team was going to embrace a whole different mentality, which I think they did, and I think that that you know that that definitely changed some things there. I, I, I believe that the team, you know, still has a great window. You know, I, I just it is it's time for. You know, a little bit of a new beginning. You know, open the window, let the fresh air in, and see and, what and happens. See what happens, and see what and see what happens. What What do you think? Do you think uh, the Raiders could come back to Los Angeles? Do you think that something like that? I mean, you being a Los Angeles sports fan and a Raider fan, do you think the Raiders could be a team that would get a lot of people going here in this town? I, I think. Here? I think that that. The thing that is uh, mostly concerning mm -hmm. about the Raiders is that the Raiders has become such a culture, mm -hmm. you know, um, up north. You know, it becomes it becomes such a culture out there that I'm not sure how that culture would blend in with with the L.A. you know uh, a city. Even though I think that it makes it only makes sense that the Raiders would come down to Los Angeles, you know. Um, but you know, it's it's I don't know. It's really kind of hard to imagine. I I I want the team to be sure downtown LA. You want yeah, you want to be able to just drive you know? somewhere on a Sunday and and uh, and and go watch a uh, you know watch a football game you mm -hmm. know at home with the family you know I mean here at home in Los Angeles mm -hmm. and the family you know but but I mean it's it'll be really interesting you know I, I um, 
what team makes sense, you know. The Raiders is the most likely one to be like, okay, well, let's bring this coach. They've out been here, here but, you know. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of teams that get thrown out. Like, first things first, they got to build a stadium and figure all that stuff right, out. But right. it would be interesting to but see. But you know, if the but Raiders they they there. will, and when they build that stadium, it's gonna be here, you know. And you'll go, and then we're gonna figure out if. The Los Angeles area is ready for that kind of traffic. Yeah, I know. You know Thanks, what I mean? Bro, that, that is, that is, that is. To be honest, the real question is: you know, Are we ready not for the Raiders? <laughs> are we ready for the traffic? Here's the funny out. thing: is that you know I'm from New York City, right. so I would always poke fun of the Los Angeles sports fan for showing up late and leaving early. Right. That they would never get there on time. They're not really fans if they don't show up for the first pitch or right. show up for kickoff or mm-hmm. show up for the tip. Yeah. And then if you're not going to stay to the end, then you're not really a sports fan. I move out here. I (laughs) completely understand. I am so locked into that mentality now. I'm so locked in. I mean, just sitting there at at a a Laker game, because clearly, again, I I have not been out here when there was NFL football, Laker game or a Dodger game. I am am truly uh, in, in the starter's tracks. (laughs) Last pitch or with last second to go. I have watched, I have watched, Laker games and Clipper games with mere seconds to go, game in doubt. I have watched it from the uh, the concourse. <laughs> I've actually left the arena. Turn on the radio and the, t- in the car immediately. The moment. Been, I have done that. <laughs> you know, because I'm, the thing is, I've you get there late because traffic is just yeah. awful. Mm-hmm. And you leave early because you're trying to beat, you know, the parking lot traffic. No so it's, it's very, very funny. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I actually, you know, I, I stayed through most of my mm-hmm. games too. Um, I really, really tried to, um, except when you're frustrated mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you lose a, you know, a 20-point lead. You take it hard, man. I am. I'm bent out of shape right now, man. I love it. I mean, I am, but it's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's a passion for sports. I like man. it. It's, it's like, good. It's what it is. And so let's talk a little bit about um, your your television and um, your acting career. Uh, that 70s show, it's incredible that the people who have uh, were on it and what, yeah. what you guys have become moving forward. Did you sense when you were on that show oh. at the time no, no. what was to come at all? No, you know, you know, to be honest, um, it was one of those moments where we were just happy to have a job, you know, and uh, to be completely honest. I mean, we, none of us really looked at this as like, we're stars now, or like, this is it, we made it, you know. We didn't have that mentality, and we still don't, you know. I mean, in fact, when we, um, when we started back in 1998. Um, Think about that, that's, that's 14 years ago. I was 18 years old. I was 18. I'm 32 now. I'm 18. I'm 18 years old, and I'm booking this sitcom for Fox, you know, and and I'm put together with this the Navy SEAL team, who's yet to be trained to be the actual Navy SEAL team. You mm-hmm. know, it's like the people have potential to be this amazing operation, you know. Um, and they train us, and uh, they 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 were patient with us, and mm-hmm. and eventually we found our groove, and and this is this is all we knew. Mm-hmm. We knew that at any minute we were gonna get canceled. <laughs> that's all we knew we knew that, uh-huh. that tomorrow they were gonna come in the producer's gonna come in he's gonna say hey uh sorry guys you know pack your stuff you know we're we're you know, our you know we ran our course it's been fun it's been fun and 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 you know that day kept getting stretched longer and longer you right. know and those hours kept feeling more like weeks and then months and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden we did eight years and 200 episodes eight years and two it seems like it's on every minute of the day it is I mean, you it just is. Flip, you flip around. You flip can't, around you can't get away from it. You can't get away from it. I mean, it's, and that's actually a really beautiful thing to be able to see that the, the stuff that you do, you enjoyed so much, you know, the work that you did mm-hmm. that you remember so well, 
um, stayed with you for, for so long. And, and most importantly, that this new generation is discovering yeah. what we did, you know, all that, all that time ago. Yeah. The, the hand, the handy manny generation. Yeah. You <laughs> know, it's, it's all coming together. It's very funny, man. I see a lot of this, uh, a lot of the tween, you know, generation, you know, who comes up to me, like it's a brand new show. That's what it's all about. The tween generation, hunger games, right now, Twilight, everybody's right now, looking for they're them tweens ruling right the now. box office and they're ruling the remote control at they home. Are, you know, it's, 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 Women and the tweens. The tweens. Is the ruling and then the, and then ruling the female the tweens. Right and the female tweens. Look out. I mean, that's yeah. what it's all about. So do you keep in touch with, with a lot of us? Absolutely. Absolutely. We actually crew? do. We talk um, we talk all the time. We're, you know, we're best friends. We were all we had when we started, you know. And, and uh, you know, eight years is the longest, you know, yeah. anything you've had with anyone in Hollywood. You know what I mean? So Even so, relationships. I mean, even relationships, you know. Right. So so being being with them, you know, and remembering those mm. is great. In fact, we just did a uh, a Fox um, uh, Fox uh, twenty five year reunion, and they brought a few of their sh- the long running shows, and they invited you know all of us to go there. And and it was Ashton, uh, Mila, mm-hmm. uh, Laura Prepon, and me, and and um, we just sat out there in that. You know, four directors' chairs, a seventy-show backdrop, and just reminisce for for about an hour, and 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 just laughed our asses off, man. Just just remembering, you know, the silliest stuff, how we were cast, and all that stuff. And you, and you were all eighteen, basically. We were all eighteen, nineteen. I think the oldest was twenty-one mm. at the time, and. Uh, um, not gonna say who that was. Don't say because well, no, no, uh, there's, there's the internet. There's the internet. There's, the internet there's always the internet. Because the funny thing is, we have um, uh, our our um, official movie reviewer of this podcast is Jim Morris Senior, the old Marine coach, like Marine like coach of the Colts and the Saints. Wow, he's a man in his uh, probably his uh, early seventies now, yeah. and he loves him some movies. He'll talk yeah, left and right. His favorite actress. Mila Kunis. Oh wow, good. His fa- he calls She's her a good he, one. He calls her a fox. Well, now, uh, how how do we how do we how do we make this how do we happen? make this happen? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I I know we sort of have just met, yeah. But I I, I I I if there's any way you could tell Mila next time you speak to her that this experience is it's a cool, it's a fun, relax. I mean, it, she she did show up. I, I I know someone from the military asked her out and she did do that. So I know she's got this no, sort she's of fun she's side. she's one of the most she's, humble, sweetest. Okay. She's my sister, you know. I, I okay. love that. So she's your sister. Yeah, okay, good. Good so enough. I, I'll, I'll put in the good word. Please, and, and, throw uh, it out there. And the Jim Morris Sr. and okay. her. Well, she, you know, I mean, it, she doesn't have to, you know, she, well, obviously physically coming in here would be a, a major thrill for, for everybody. Right. But, um, just to, just to get her and Jim Moore Senior together. Yeah. The, the NFL, the NFL fan. I think group, the NFL fans need them some Mila Kunis. I think you have hit the head, yeah, nail right on the head, there, yeah, man. yeah, for yeah. sure. I'll I'll, okay. I'll put in a good word. I'll tell you that. I'll I appreciate that. Sure. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah you, you know the cast of Awake. You know, I'm sure they're fine. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, your current all, show, your current friends, your current Golden family. Golden Glove, Amy, blah blah blah. Yeah, you know what I'm what, saying. Whatever, whatever it is. Now your you new know. show on NBC again. Uh, it is called Groundbreaking, and and for good reason. Um, it's about a a, a cop who basically gets into an accident right. 
and you, it has two alternate two lives. I mean, you can't, can you even call it two alternate lives because one of them is real, it right? Is. It, and you just you, you don't know which one of them is. is real. It's the one in which his his wife passed away in the accident, yeah. or the one in which his child passed away in the accident. Yes, yeah, and that's um, and that that's what the show is essentially. Yeah, that's the genesis. Uh-huh. Really, that's kind of the structure or right. the, the the DNA of it all. Um, you know, the, the show is, uh, is um, it starts uh, Jason Isaacs. Um, you know, you know him from, uh, you know, uh, Brotherhood and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, all the uh, Harry Potter movies and uh, Black Hawk Down. Yeah, you don't mess and, with uh, him. Patriot, you know, he's he's a fierce. He, he's actor. one of those guys where you see him, it's just like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's he walks in, he, he comes, he, he demands respect. You yes, know? Um, he's an incredible actor, you know. And uh, you know, I played his partner. Mm-hmm. I played his partner on the show, and basically, you know, the show is from executive producer Howard Gordon. Um, who uh, who produced uh, you know uh, X Files twenty four uh, and Homeland and uh, Homeland now who's an uh, which is an amazing he just won the Golden Glove for it and and the show is amazing man the yeah. show is amazing the show is um, um, it's a it's a it's a drama about this uh, detective gets in a car accident like you like you mentioned mm-hmm. in the accident he loses his his um, his son. And he goes to sleep and wakes up the next day, realizes that his son is alive and his wife was the one that was lost in the accident. He finds himself living two parallel dreams, two parallel realities, doesn't know which one's real. Um, and uh, all he knows is that in one reality, his son has survived the accident and the other one, his wife has. He's also a detective. He's got two partners. You know, I play his partner mm-hmm. in the reality where the wife has survived. And Steve Harris uh, from the practice, you know, yeah. an incredible actor. He um, he's been on NFL Network. Oh before. yeah, well oh, he's yeah. an NFL guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he um, he he plays his partner and the reality where his son has survived. And then he has two psychiatrists help trying to help him. You know, helping him uh, trying to cope in the phrase what what's been going on with him. And that's Cherry Jones and uh, and BD One who was, was uh, played a president on Twenty Four for right. a couple seasons. Yeah. She's she's I she's mean, amazing. She's a real deal actress. Yeah, like stage the whole yeah. the whole bit. Yeah. And to work with her it is it's, it's also incredible but i mean as you see the team is is amazing and the premise is very intriguing and very uh mysterious and and really fun mm-hmm. uh the structure of the show you know we solve we solve two cases uh every episode yeah, i was about to say you missed a third psychiatrist it's for the people watching the program yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like exactly. the, these people need somebody to actually help them because it's a it's you know for therapy for, yeah. for the fans and in that respect too a lot of these shows that you just like this Sometimes get whacked out and totally like psychedelic, Sometimes drug altering. Yes, confusing. So when you receive scripts, are you? I, I mean, are, what what's that feeling like for you? You know, that you're part uh, of a good I thing have here to and, give uh, the, the the writers and the producers and 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 really the whole team and all of us collectively. Mm-hmm. We uh, we've made sure that we did you know a number of things. One. It's not confusing. It sounds complex, yes, but it's not confusing. Um, number two, the biggest promise that we can give you from Awake is that you're not going to watch mm-hmm. uh, a whole season of it, and then at the end of it, you're like, "Oh, it was all a dream," or he, you know, or you know, it was just. Uh, we're not going to disappoint you. Mm-hmm. You know, we've taken notes from some of the shows that you've, you know, for years get invested in, and so the ending comes, and you're like, "Really? I mean, really? <laughs> they were all dead I've, I've the been whole there. time." I've been there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's I've all... been there. I mean, Lost is a is is where I'm going. Right. You know, I mean, I couldn't. I mean, season one of Lost to me is one of the greatest seasons of of dramatic television I've ever seen. Incredible. 
and then season two, three, and four, and I'm, I'm, I might be losing J.J. Abrams as a future guest by saying this, but it's just like, did these folks even know where the hell they were headed the whole time? You know, it's, I mean, it's once you build a certain road, it's hard to yeah. walk back from it. Right. You know what I mean? And, uh, and for us, you know, I will tell you this. Everything you see on this show in every episode, it will be some kind of a stepping stone, a clue that would add to some kind of equation that will definitely give you some kind of resolution. Right. And the thing about the show is that we, we want answers ourselves as characters yeah, so we're out to get them you know and we get them you know so so by the end of the season I tell you you know I, I look I invite everyone uh, every Thursday night at 10pm mm-hmm. on NBC to come and check out Awake because um, you know it's um, it's single handedly the reason why I'm back on television you know, um, I I took a six year break from television, did a bunch of movies, I've been producing and directing for a while, and and this script, um, this concept was something that finally, mm-hmm. as a network watcher, someone that watches television, finally we were able to give him something. We were able, we were given something that actually um, really is is, uh, is 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 intellectual and smart and and unique and fun and exciting, but most importantly, just different. It's not the same thing you watch every day and and. I I was very fascinated by it and, and look the performances are incredible the storylines are, are really intriguing and uh and where the season is going is something that is, is something that's going to blow your mind well, man and as you point out good cast of people behind it i mean 24 homeland you can't get much better yeah. than, uh, uh programs yeah we're lucky with a good uh, leading team for sure exactly for sure too and i just hope you you, you don't get a script there's another accident and suddenly you're dead in another story and it's another <laughs> two-thirds of story like you're only you one third go, like right man. now you're in a half i don't want you know like another accident can happen you're in a third another accident you're only in a quarter of the yeah, story yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah, like yeah, or yeah. you're in you're in in four tenths of the storylines I don't even want to do fractions of math but uh, again, it's a, it's a it's a pretty neat stuff, uh, yeah, and fun. you're also uh, in the next Spike Lee movie, correct? Yeah, I just finished right? a Spike Lee movie. Um, it's a Spike Lee joint. Uh, that's right. I'm sorry, it. I didn't mean is to that... call it a movie. No, I no, no, that's what he calls it. Calls it. I know. That's, believe that's, me, that's, I know that it's a Spike Lee joint. It's a Spike Lee joint, I and uh, I um, we, we did it in New York City uh, last summer. Uh, did it with uh, this incredible actor named uh, um, uh, Columbus Short mm-hmm. and uh, and Alexia Bacleta, you know, and Jesse Spencer and. Uh, it's just an, it's really, really a, a badass story, man. It's a story, uh, it's a New York story, an mm-hmm. underground New York story about this DJ, you know, that meets this girl and this girl's hiding this secret, you know, um, that eventually ties me in. I play this, this, um, you know, this Dominican gangster, you know, from New York City. You're a bad and, guy. Uh, You're I'm, a bad I'm, guy. I'm a bad guy. And... Are you the trouble in The Girl Is In Trouble? That's the name uh, of the movie, I'm The Girl Is In Trouble. Are you the trouble? The about to be in. Okay. Yeah. So you provide the trouble, uh, and the girl is in trouble, which is again a spikely joint. Right, right. And I, is it, are you contractually obligated to call it a joint as opposed to a movie? No, not contractually. So I but, just want to make sure I didn't step cool on any toes. It's cool. When I you're should. In the I totally feel like I've whiffed on that because it's so you know it's it just any opportunity I can I can make to sound cool. I should, <laughs> I should I should I should take advantage. You're doing all right, man. Okay, good. You're doing all right. You don't need to. Uh, okay, good, good. You, know, you don't need to. Uh, you don't need to uh, find any other vocabulary. Okay, but, but the movie's great, and the movie uh, God willing comes out sometime. This year, yeah. When, know, when does the joint drop? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, the joint. The joint drops uh, sometime this year. Yeah, okay. it's uh, sometime. Sometime this year, we'll be okay. announcing the the date. Sometime Very, uh, this year, terrific. So. Great. Um, and again, uh, the show Awake, Thursday nights, 10 o'clock on NBC. Uh, it's good to see you. Wilbur. Hey, you too. Thank you for having me. Yeah, a big shout you. out to all the uh, all the fans of, uh, of uh, NFL uh, Network and, and, and your show too. And thank you for having no, me, man. It's, it's really fun. It's really great to be able to come to the platforms where you can talk to your guys. You know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, you do a lot of the 
great radio shows thank and you. things like that and all that, but it's really fun to come out here and talk among, among the boys. I appreciate you, you know? saying that. Thank you. And, and again, uh, if you could get your sister, Mila Kunis, somehow, some <laughs> way, sure. to come in here and chat with our Jim Morris senior. 100%. I'm, I mean, give you, I'm, I'm definitely going to bring the good lives, word. Lives, you have no idea the effect on lives. That would I think your life I mean, will I'm, change. Lives, lives. Life will change. I mean, I'm, I'm better you. in lives right now by being here. You are. But she definitely changed Only lives. half of the lives. The yeah. other half no, no, is an alternate life. That's the sure. whole awake thing that you That's, brought here to this program. Again, I'm getting totally you confused. You have to be awake for that one. Very good. You know what I there mean? There we go. But me, that would change some lives. We'll Very see. Good. We'll see if we can hook it up. Wilmer, thanks for coming Thank on. Thank you, sir. Wilmer Valderrama on the Rich Eisen Podcast. Now here on the Rich Eisen Podcast is America's favorite werewolf and also big-time Steeler fan. Um, pleased to have on the Rich Eisen Podcast, showing off the black and gold kicks. Joe Manganiello, yeah. good to see you, Joe. Good seeing you, Rich. Those are, those are Steeler kicks right there. Not officially, but yes. Well, I mean, I I mean, mean in the grand scheme of Air Jordans, yes. You did not, you did not choose those colors willy-nilly. No, I, mean, I, had, to go, I had to go specific. hunt these down, actually. They were <laughs> so kind of to tough say. to find. So you are from western Pennsylvania? Mm-hmm. From Pittsburgh. Yeah, from the suburbs of Pittsburgh. What's it? Give me a town. Uh, from Mount Lebanon, okay. which is in the South Hills. Okay. Uh, played football, basketball, and volleyball in high school for the Blue Devils. And went on to get a scholarship in classical theater, much to the chagrin of my father is that- <laughs> and all of the other coaches. <laughs> yeah. So let's 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 take that step here. So you are playing what position? I played I played tight end and outside linebacker. Okay. And uh, at six foot five, I played center, which meant yeah. I had to go up against guys that were seven foot. I played against Danny Fortson. Oh gosh! Uh, in high school, so yeah. those are kind of the guys I was going up against at six five, which was a little right crazy. But it's, but it's so tight end linebacker. Mm-hmm. Which one yeah. were you better at? Were you better defensive or offensive? Football uh, player? I mean, i i had I had good hands as a kid. So okay, yeah. I so mean, you I go was, tight end. Yeah, probably I would have gone tight end. Yeah, okay, definitely. And so, how did you get from the football? Gridiron to <laughs> classical theater, Joe. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, it's a good question. Um, I only ask those, or at least I, I like to think so. But how, how did you get from that point A to point B? I mean, well, you get there. You know, I always, you know, people say, "Oh, did you want to be an actor growing up?" No way. You know, I didn't want to be an actor. I, I wanted to be a treasure hunter. I wanted to be a super spy. I wanted to be a werewolf. Like I wanted to be that kind of stuff when I was a kid. You know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to be an actor. You right. know, uh, but my high school had a TV studio, and they had these cameras that they would let me borrow on the weekends. So mm-hmm. I'd sneak these cameras out. And uh, me and my friends would go out in the woods and figure out how to make homemade squibs and just you know light firecrackers off of each other's chests and heads and things. And so you were preparing for True Blood years before <laughs> yeah. you were actually on True Blood. Totally it sounds like the DNA, the the strands. Of yeah, what you were eventually going to do. But. Yeah, the penchant for violence and making films. Yeah, yes, sure. and blood spilling. And yeah, things of that nature. Um, so we'd make these movies, and then all you know, all my friends wanted to be in them, and it kind of mm-hmm. became this thing. And my friends said, you know, you should really do this. You're really good at this. And right. So then the high school teachers begged me to try out for the musical my senior year, which was Oklahoma, and I went, come on, you know, <laughs> I, I can't do that. And sure. Okay. So went in, and and they I got the part, and. Uh, all the coaches told me I was making a huge mistake with my life and why are you doing this? And uh, and then after they saw the play, they came back and said, you know what? I was wrong. Is that you're better? You're I was wrong. Better I, remember at- the, I remember my linebacker coach coming up to me and going, uh, grabbing me in the hallway and saying, <laughs> I was wrong. You were really good. <laughs> you know, and you should do this. No kidding. Yeah. But so is that a way, in a way, obviously that's a dream come true. That's great to hear when you get affirmation from people that you look up to. Mm. But isn't that in a way, the, was a linebacker coach telling you that you're better on stage than you were 
actually you know, as a linebacker. I've never thought of it that way, but yes, that way? That yes, he's maybe. actually a guiding force that you would think <laughs> he was sending you in the direction that he felt you'd be most successful. Well, you know, I always say that if my father would have pushed me into ballet, I'd probably be quarterback of the Steelers now. <laughs> So just, I, it went the other that, way. That, yeah. that, well, I mean, steelheaded, right? So, <laughs> so who was your guy growing up in Pittsburgh when you were rooting for the Steelers? Who was your guy? Well, growing up, you know, I I was born in '76, so I missed. I really wasn't conscious for for the dynasty of in the '70s. So, right. you know, growing up, all you heard was you know was that. Um, but then, you know, and then there was this kind of dark period during yeah, the '80s, exactly. And I never missed a game. I always I watched every game, you know, whether it was Mike Merriweather or you know we had uh, so we had Bobby old, Brister, we had Mark Malone, the old Three Rivers. You're going there, yeah, old Three Rivers. Um, uh-huh. And uh, and then you know, of course, Cower took over in the '90s, and and the culture shifted, right? And uh, and so then, of course, you know, you know, in the 2000s, we we got our we right. got our dynasty. But I mean, my guy was Greg Lloyd. Greg, he Lloyd. was the baddest dude on the planet. I heard, and just like. Mean, real, and, and that was no persona. Like that was that was him. That's he was, he was a mean dude, right? Yeah. Well, how about our guy Rod Woodson? Loved Rod. Rod was my guy too. Yeah. I mean, he's in many ways sort of that bridge from. I mean, he wasn't part of the Steel Curtain, but his first coach was Chuck Knoll. Yeah. So he, in many ways, a lot of people view him as the bridge from from one era. Oh, yeah. to another. Greg well, Lloyd like, would be you know, another those, one. Those, too, those mer- you know, the, I remember the the Steelers played the Houston Oilers, coached by Jerry Glanville. And I remember there was this, this wild card playoff game, and and Rod picked off a pass. I think Peter took off the, picked off a pass or, or, or recovered a fumble mm-hmm. and sent the game in overtime, and we won, and it was this huge thing. But I mean, I remember Rod his first couple of years. I I remember him trying to trying to jump over a punter's head and kneeing him in the face and flipping off a referee and getting kicked out. I mean, he was like, he was a real Rod, wild man. Yeah, I mean, well, you, when you see Rod's <laughs> old pictures, we always joke with him. He had like this El DeBarge sort of look to him that he's since grown out of. Now he's a grandfather, by the way. He, wow. Yes, in his mid forties, he's a, he's a grandpa. He's now I grandpa feel Rod Woodson. Yeah, he's well, he's one of our guys here at the network. I getting to know him and just seeing about his. His philosophy, he's so old school, mm. and he, and that's where you get it from. You got it from Pittsburgh. Well, there's a Pittsburgh philosophy. They just are that way. You right. know, it's it's character first, and mm-hmm. you know the guys who have character issues for the most part, they're all gone the next year. They are, um, except for Ben, right? Except for Ben, um, you know, I, I got the you know Ben. Ben's a good guy, and and oh, I know that. He, I know he's but, a but good I, guy. I've I, I'm sure you've you've met. Actually, we ben hung right? out a couple of weeks ago. Did you really? Yeah, we did. He was in town. He called me up, and um, you know, he's a big fan of True Blood. And I'm a huge fan of his, so mm-hmm. you know we we finally got together, and uh, you know the night culminated. Basically, I was hearing all of the war stories, what was going on inside of his head during Super Bowl 43 on the final drive. You know what happened, all the check going through the check downs. He was telling me what was going on in his brain. He should have been MVP in that Super Bowl, by the way. The offense I, won that game. I'm, I'm yeah. and, and I listen. I, that's the ultimate respect to San Antonio Holmes, yep. his touchdown catch in the back of the end zone, but the the drive that Ben Roethlisberger put together. Yeah, at the end of that game, yeah, is a Super Bowl MVP drive. There's no two ways about it. I mean that that the game was essentially over. I mean, they're backed up deep in his own end. Two Just, minutes left. There was a holding penalty on the first play, so it even took us back another ten yards. Yep. Two minutes left. Super Bowl fourth quarter, down by three. Drives the field. Doesn't even go for the for the field goal. 
I mean, he went for the end zone. Again, the catch is incredible, but the throw is almost as, is just as incredible. Yeah. It goes over several outstretched hands, and yeah. and then lucky for the Steelers, the refs didn't call the celebration penalty on Santonio <laughs> Holmes using the yeah, ball as a prop. <laughs> using the ball as a prop, because had yeah. they done that, giving Kurt Warner an extra 15 yards in the other direction, that, that, that uh, might be a different result. But yeah. um, you were there? I was there. Night? Yeah, that was one of maybe the greatest day of my life. To this point, I have to say, as far as emotional, like, it, uh, there was nothing like it. I mean, just the buildup. I mean, at the time, I was making no money, and the Steelers were in the Super Bowl, and, you know, I didn't know when I was ever going to have another chance to see it. And so, you know, I cashed in air miles, like, you know, I, mm-hmm. you know, stayed with friends of friends in Tampa, and, you know, when you, you go to a Super Bowl with how expensive the tickets are, I mean, you're really, you're really gambling, you know, and if if you don't have a lot of money, and at the time I didn't, mm-hmm. so it was this big gamble, and I met my buddy down there, and you know James Harrison returning that hundred yard interception. I mean, it was like I can't even tell you the emotional roller coaster of that game as a Steeler. Fan. You'll never see a play like that again in the Super Bowl. That may be the number one play in Super Bowl history. I can't believe more people don't mention that. I one think it is. Well, well, because it's, it's the way the game ended. Yeah, obviously is what most people are going to talk about. Um, and that's what forged an MVP in Santonio Holmes and right. what, again, I believe should have been Ben. Yeah. Um, but, um, man, that especially instead of having three points for Arizona or maybe seven, it goes in the other direction. And you'll yeah. never see a linebacker run the length of the field. No. It was like the Matrix. It just, like, slowed down <laughs> yeah. as, it got, as it got longer. Well, then there was that one guy on the Cardinal sideline who – Picked off Larry Fitzgerald, yeah. essentially. And Who, had, had, had he not, then Larry would have definitely caught him. It's crazy. I couldn't believe it. He's just like, well, okay, it's a pick. Arizona's not going to get any points. Okay, James Harrison's making it interesting. Okay, he's still going. Yeah. And, oh, my God, he made it to the end zone. Yeah. That was absolutely incredible. Where were you sitting in Raymond James Stadium? I was... Were you uh, up top? Or did you cash in all, all your <laughs> Manganello dollars and get 50-yard uh, line seats? And, and where, where were you in no, the stadium? I, well, I had, I had tickets in the end zone. And, uh, and through the course of the weekend, I had a, a friend introduce me to um, one of the owners of the New Orleans Saints. And they had extra seats in their box. Oh. So I wound up being able to buy seats in the box at face value uh, to upgrade, and then I I just got rid of my tickets, you know, sold my tickets immediately okay. in the end zone and sat in the New Orleans Saints box, no which kidding. was on like the thirty five yard line, right, looking at that sideline where Harrison was running. No kidding, it was crazy. And so you're parting with New, New Orleanians. That's that's a different, well, that's a whole different ball of wax. Now, I mean, you're talking about if, to an extent. Or, so, so you got great seats, dream come true, mm-hmm. and now your next time you go to the Super Bowl, True Blood is exploded. Yes. Correct? Yeah, correct. I mean, yeah, I'm invited to play in the flag football game beforehand, uh-huh. and you know, there's a whole yeah, there was a whole yeah, it was a whole different different thing. How incredible was that for you? I mean, your show's hit, you've come back, and now the Steelers are in it. Obviously, you didn't get the results since it was the Green Bay Packers Steelers game. Right, but how right. was that week um, for you? That well, I mean, that, that week obviously the outcome kind of colored that. But um, I'll say the one of the greatest things about the popularity of True Blood is that all the Steelers watch it, like all the Steelers watch it. So, um, you know, Antonio Brown, uh, he and I become friends. We hang out whenever he's in town. Mm -hmm. Like I said, Ben and I, you know, we hung out a couple weeks ago. And, you know, by the end of the night, it's Ben and I. Ben's like, get up on stage with the band. And, you know, your quarterback tells you to go, okay, man. follow orders. So I get up there and I turn to the band, this 80s covers band. I go, do you guys know 
you guys know Hungry Like the Wolf? <laughs> and so, you know, they launch into Hungry Like the Wolf, and I'm up nice. on stage singing, and Ben, and we're high-fiving, and, you know, it's, yeah. it's a blast. And, um, you know, Troy watches the show, Paul Malu, and um, I was— Really? I was, you'd, think, yeah. you'd think that that might be—True Blood might be a little hardcore for the Paul Malu family. I, you know, yeah. He's so a big fan. It, this, is a, this is a show that is not for the faint of heart, no. True Blood. Yeah, I mean, not at all. Viewer discretion is most— Certainly advised. My uh, my, my trainer is a is a semi pro football player, and he, uh-huh. he can't watch it because of the blood. It's, is that it's right? too much. Yeah, it's too much. And I've gotten well, that from a lot of guys. But the like, the, I can't the do sex it. is fine. Sex is fine. <laughs> he can get. <laughs> yeah. He can deal with that. <laughs> yeah. How are the girls this season? It's right. The yeah. violence. Yeah, the violence. What is it like on the set? Um, it's it's like being, you know, you're you're a kid on Halloween. Is what it's like. I mean, you're sitting. I'm sitting there, and I look around, and especially when the vampires have their teeth in. Yeah. So I'm like, "There's a vampire. That's a vampire. He's a vampire. Right. She's a fairy. <laughs> I'm the werewolf. Right. There's a werepanther around here somewhere. You know, it's 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 really fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, you know, it, it was the kind of thing when I joined the show that you know I'm just gonna go for it, and I'm literally gonna gonna be growling 12 inches away from grown men's faces and yes. this is either going to look really cool or I'm going to look like the biggest idiot that's ever lived. Right. Well, obviously it was the really cool. <laughs> I guess it's working. Part of it. Yeah. <laughs> and in in terms of when you get a, a script, mm. what is it what is it like for you? I mean, are you searching for um any specific part? Well, mo- mo- I mean, at the beginning when I was first on the show, it was to make sure that I wasn't dead at the end of correct. the script. Yeah. That I was going to live to mm-hmm. to make it onto the next episode. Um, but uh, but now, I mean, I'm, 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 I was really a fan of the show before I was on it. So the first go-through is really as a fan. Yes. Sure. You know, seeing what happens next. Well, that was my, my way of, I'm trying, I mean, how, how do I put too fine a point on it? Um, again, from a guy who watches True Blood. Uh, do you thumb, thumb through the part of w- when you get naked with three <laughs> other, you know, um, fairy-like characters? <laughs> let's you say. To, you know, just let's uh, say. Because I know you're professional. Uh, I understand you're a pro. Right. But, you know, just a guy who watches that show mm-hmm. and sees. You know, I look past the blood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I look past the blood. Obviously, I'm, to the I'm, deeper I'm, meaning. I'm a plot-driven guy. Right. I read certain magazines for articles, even uh, though they're... Are you talking about Playboy? Yeah, no. no. Just uh, uh, time. Right. Yeah. Yes. In Newsweek. Got it. Uh, but it just it seems just from a guy's point of view that there's a lot of action on this <laughs> show. Am yeah, I, it's it's. I mean, it's. A, is this a dumb ass question, Joe? You can be. I, I honest. see where you're We're going with here. this. You're, are you asking me if 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 I get excited while shooting? No, 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 no. I'm excited, that, not while shooting them. That's a totally uh-huh, different story. Uh-huh. No, excited that that <laughs> that they're in there. That they're in there. Um. Uh. Y- yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. I so mean, all, you know, it's it's. Uh, that's all. I'm looking it makes for, for good television. Yeah, Rich, right. is this uh, is this really? It, you could be honest. This, like this is speaking, dumbass. This question. is like the cr- most cryptic conversation. I know because I, I mean had. I need to try to have a family show, uh-huh. but it's just like man, there's a lot of sex on that show. There's a lot. Yeah, there is a lot. I um, mean, seriously, the, except, the, the only other show that, that that comes close to it is in my mind, in all seriousness, mm-hmm. that I see uh, Grey's Anatomy. 
where it just seems like I, I don't ever want to be in, in that hospital because if I'm ever <laughs> on my deathbed, I'm dead because somebody's making out in somewhere else. In the broom else. closet. Yeah, it's just yeah. like it's never going to happen. You're you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm a dead man. I'm a dead man. And interesting enough, you know, Grey's Anatomy, is, to, to me, True Blood in many ways is a, is a chick show dra- draped in a lot of... This year's going to this year clothing, this year's going to be very you know, so uh, it's similar in that respect, <laughs> you know. Yeah, th- this this year though is is definitely they they've upped the ante as far as I think all of the like I said all, all the guys on the Steelers like the guys they're in it. they're they're going to they're going to like it. They're going to like it. Well, I'm sure they, you they already really, said they, they they love it already. I mean, really, and I'm they sure really the Steelers, amped it up as far as that goes. And I'm sure, sure the Steelers are not uh, the only team in the NFL. This just seems like, again, there's a lot of guys who love the show right. for a lot of reasons, but yeah. a lot of women get into the show as well. Uh, it's Am I am I wrong? Yeah, on that no, I, th- I think it represents um, – there are a lot of fantasies that are represented for women on the show, mm-hmm. you know. Um, obviously, you know, just this, – This is all I'm looking for, this, Joe. Yes. Yeah. Yes, this is the But type. this year is, is definitely <laughs> going to be there, – there's a lot of stuff for guys this year, I'll just say. Okay. They have a nickname for this season, which I actually can't say on the air. But is that right? Yes. There is. It's guys are guys are going to like it. Guys are going to like guys it. Guys are going to like it. Okay. A and lot. when you thumb through the script mm-hmm. – did those pages jump out at you? Uh, especially at the table reads. Those are the ones that get there the giggles and the pointing. There we go. Ha ha. I love it. Yeah. Fantastic. And it seems like <laughs> it seems like it's one of those shows where you just are having a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm having that. a blast. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I mean, I you know, and plus the character, uh, you know, I get to bring that athletic side to the role. Mm-hmm. So I get to combine, you know, the drama school aspects, mm-hmm. you know, the classical theater aspects. There's a lot of Tennessee Williams, let's say, in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get to combine that with that athlete that I was, you know, I, I, I trained the way that, you know, an athlete trains mm-hmm. in season, I mean, sure. it's two a day, six days a week, you know, semi-pro football player trainer. I mean, we do a lot of Olympic lifting. Um, there's a lot of, you know, very practical movements, you know, involved okay. in, in my training. Huh. So, you know, that it satiates that, that, that part of me. So you get to bring that, that, that former tight end linebacker yeah. to the true blood scene the, the the coach who told you go act <laughs> yeah exactly. coach code well, you know last year i had to tackle a guy mm-hmm. uh there's another werewolf i actually he tries to shoot you know mm-hmm. sam and so right. i go and tackle him and uh and i tweeted to harrison yeah you know did you did you see my did you see that tackle and right harrison says something the effect of, yeah man we needed you on sunday Oh, I thought he said, "Yeah, I got fined twenty five thousand dollars for it." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. the joke. Is anything any hit that you make, he gets fined for yeah, it, just yeah. like everything else. Do you think the Steelers are targeted by the NFL? Are you one of those types? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Come on. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Hey, let me tell you something, dude. Let's get into Spygate. Then on. let's get into the penalty for Spygate. Okay. Versus the penalty for Bountygate. Let's get into what about that? Let's get into filming someone's mm-hmm. Saturday. Walk through before mm-hmm. the AFC Championship in 2005, right. filming basically the first they lost first 40 chess They moves. lost draft picks. The coach lost money. If it costs $500,000 to win an AFC Championship and go on and win a Super Bowl, I'll pay it out of my own salary there next year. There is a year. difference between taping somebody and gaining a possible competitive advantage. Calling out their plays on the field during advantage. the game. Okay, there is a, there, there's a one thing, and, and setting up some sort of Lord of the Flies type uh, um, I guess society where where coaches are throwing money into a kitty to give to cart people off the field. I do it's agree. A totally. To I, me, I those do are agree apples and oranges. I, I know, do agree. With I know you. Steeler fans are constantly. I'm I, I love. That's why I love having. But I don't think the penalty was great enough. On what on the on for, the Patriots? for Spygate. 
for for the ability to call out a team's offensive and defensive plays for the entire game to be able to call those out right $500,000 is not enough but they lost a first round draft choice that's huge Come they on. just hey they just happen to be a team that constantly gets two we every year because of the way and they that choose. Year, it was un, we were unstoppable we were a juggernaut so you believe that whatever they glean from a videotape is what is what beat you I that think if they didn't I, have I, that you you win that game we destroyed them in the regular season so, but they, they didn't have the videotape for that game, too? I'm sure they did. We destroyed them. But it's the same thing. You know what I mean? Like the, You destroyed them when I'm sure they had video of some sort then, too. That's what I'm saying. The videotape, you cannot specifically say this was the 100% difference maker. You can absolutely state a case that it was. Bounty, if they put in a single penny to say, cart somebody off. That's a different ball. I acts. agree in the strong penalties for Bounty Gate. I'm not disputing that. Right. I'm just saying, as okay. a Steeler fan, I think what happened in Spygate was was brushed over because I think it went deeper mm-hmm. than. All right, See, no, now, no, I'm, now I'm turning into caveman lawyer, but but no, I mean no, I, 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 turn into I really think that, that a blemish mind. like okay. that, a blemish like that, would hurt the league deeply, mm-hmm. and I think a lesser penalty then allows you to breeze over it like it's not. So a big what deal. would you have done? You would have suspended. Belichick should have been suspended for for games. For yeah, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. Do you th- and you believe that the league hammers Steelers players more than they would hammer oh, other players? Okay, here's an example. Um, you know, there was that fight between the Titans and the uh, and, 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 and Houston. And, and Houston, right? Where Andre's helmet got the, ripped. The slap fight. Okay, yeah, the slap ripping fight. a helmet off and repeatedly uppercutting someone in the face right. is less of a fine. Than James Harrison gets for hitting a bulk a man with a ball mm-hmm. straight on. I mean, how is that, how is that? Mm. Okay, I, to me, there's 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 no comparison. The man who you are uh, uh, alleging to have a Steeler bias, the commissioner of the National mm-hmm. Football League, when he uh, found out that he became commissioner, have you heard this story? Have I heard this story? Well, I know that the Rooney's got him his job. Mr. Rooney knocked on his door and said, you're the commissioner. Now, why would he be biased against this man? That's that's a great question. Ambassador Rooney, the man who knocked on his door Mm -hmm. to say, come on down, you get the job. I've, I mean, I've wondered about that many times, and I'm not mm, sure if it's. I love your some, fandom, man. You are, you are, you are some sort of overcompensation or no something. Way, no, I don't like, know. You're like the werewolf with a bone here. I, I can't know. get you. I, I can't get you off the bone. Yeah. But just to me, it just. I don't <clears> see. I, I don't think you know. Just knowing him, and again, <clears> I could be accused of being. You know, I'm an employee. He's the boss. Mm. I understand. There's just no way he puts his pillow on the head at night saying, how can I screw <laughs> the Steelers? How in the world can I wake up tomorrow and make sure James Harrison has less money in his pocket? I mean, there's just no... Well, I mean, it, it's kind of no, gotten, it's gotten the cartoon not, proportions now. I mean, especially with, you know, what is it? The Men's Journal? <laughs> well, well, he said that he, if he was on fire, he wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. you know, he wouldn't go yeah. number one on him. And order. Yeah, he, It's gotten crazy. Right, and, and, and James, I think, realized he went way too far in that sort of stuff, too. And, yeah. But, here, here, again, I, I, there's just no way he wakes up and says, here's, I hope, in week two, James Harrison twitches in the wrong way so I can hit him with a fine. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it. But I also can't see my way around that guy breathing wrong. I mean, granted, there are he there does, are he hits. does hit with the crown of his helmet a lot, Joe. There's a lot of times that he does not see what he hits. 
You can absolutely please feel free to disagree there, with me. There, like you feel like you you okay. You feel there, like there have been a few. I hits. feel like you are holding back. There right have been now, a few Joe. hits that I would say yes. You okay. know those, those. That's a crazy. I mean the Colt McCoy <laughs> thing. I mean. I just kind of held my hands to my face and went, oh, my God. I, I saw oh, that with geez. my own two eyes, and I thought yeah. Colt McCoy had expired. I thought, like, <laughs> yeah. there's no way he's going to get up. That's why I couldn't believe that he was, you know, coming back in the game yeah. and throwing a, a game-sealing interception. But, yeah. So I, that I mean, one was one of those where you go, oh, my God. But, but, you know, some of those hits the year before, I mean, they were on ball carriers mm-hmm. who are – there are runners who are lowering their heads right. as How battering you, ramps. How do you get around? I mean, it's there was a there was a, a Ryan Clark had a hit uh, against the Ravens this year in the second Raven game right. uh, at Heinz Field, and it was right before halftime. It allowed them to kick a field goal. I mean, there was this penalty. It's you know, if a guy goes up over the middle, mm-hmm. I just are you not supposed to hit him? I That's mean, what, what do we do? The league, the league has got an issue here in terms of finding the gray area of of protecting the game. Right. And keeping the game that we love, where hits, where the separation of the football, and that's what the whole thing is, is you know, it's paramount. Separation of football. That's the whole thing with this bounty stuff too that yeah. people are saying. It's like, well, wait a minute, isn't it the concept is to, you know, Greg Williams talks about killing the head sure. and all that stuff. The concept is to take and, and neutralize. Let's put it that way the best player on the offense and make sure that the rest of the team doesn't even attempt to try what this guy normally can do because you're going to get hurt if you right. do that. Right. Like, so what's wrong with the bounty and stuff like that? That's what the, the sort of gray area that that sort of this bounty plays into this whole issue that we're well, talking to me, about I mean, right to now. Me, to me, more of what the bounty was about was the fact that they were warned previously. Oh, gosh. It's just, that to so me is you were warned previously – and now you didn't is giving stop. a speech before the playoff game. <laughs> Kill the head. Crew. <laughs> get the ACL. Get this. Get that. Uh, that to me is just. Uh, oh, good it, lord! It, I mean, it really. I mean, it's stupidity. And if you, uh, I mean, again, like uh, now that I'm a, a dad of a three and a half year old, yeah. and that you know the 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 general manager of the White Sox, um, Ken Williams, is the father of Kyle Williams, mm-hmm. uh, of the kid on San Francisco, who you heard Greg Williams basically said he's got concussion problems. Let's go test to see how his head is today. You know, it's right. a, if I'm that dad and I see Greg Williams in an elevator, and I'm not usually a man, I'm not a man of your size, Joe. We're gonna have a problem. You know, we're going to have a problem, mm-hmm. and it's that sort of thing that's just playing out that really confuses fans. It gets fans wild, right. wired and riled up. And somebody like yourself, who's a Steeler fan, who firmly believes that there's 31 teams and there's another team in terms of this whole concept. You know, I mean, that's that's what's playing out all at once right now. So yeah, you know, yeah, so. and and I do I do want to see players. You know, I I'm a huge Kurt Warner fan, and I've become a friend. You know, of course, over the He's years, fantastic and. You know, to think that he could have played longer if it wasn't for that hit against the Saints. I mean, yeah. not to say that that was a dirty hit, even, I uh, but I think there's, you know, look at that that game, uh, the Brett Favre game. I mean, some of those they were going after his mm-hmm. head pretty hard, right? So, real quick before before we wrap um, things up with you here, how, what, what do you think the Steelers' season for 2012 is going to be? Give it yeah, to me. It's going to be interesting because we're retooling. So there's a, there's a lot of there's, retooling. there's a lot of retooling, retooling this year. Well, I mean the the cap room created you know the, there's a lot of familiar faces I think that have that have that are gone. Yes, you know going into this season. Sure. So um, it's going to be interesting to see you know who the new inside linebacker is. It's going to be interesting to see who our running back is. Um, it'll be interesting to see who our offensive line is. Um, so there are, you know there are some spots uh, in need, but I mean you know we've needed an offensive line for six years, and we've you know. Been to two Super, two Super Bowls, Bowls and, done and that one, time, yeah. yeah, one, so, one, sure. Um, 
you know, I think you know we're always going to be a contender, especially within the division. I think we're. Hey, we're, if we're ben, gonna I think fine. if Ben is 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 yeah. the Ben that we've come to know and love, you guys are you guys are in good shape. Ben's a tough guy, and as long as he's healthy, uh, I, I think you know we've got a shot. When he became a pocket passer, that was a wrap because yeah. that's not him. Yeah, he's one of the few quarterbacks who the play starts after he's hit. Most quarterbacks, when they're hit, the play's over in the NFL. Yeah, you hit him, the play's just begun mostly. And yeah. when he hurt himself, that was a, he just wasn't the Ben that everybody's coming. Yeah, he couldn't escape, he couldn't move around. But you also have to give those wide receivers credit. You got to give Mike Wallace credit. You got to give Antonio Brown credit. You got to give Emmanuel yeah. Sanders credit. I mean, these are guys who are late round picks who are playing like mm-hmm. you know top five picks. Right. Uh, you know, we got an incredible receiving core, and of course, the defense is always going to be there. So, mm-hmm. so ten wins. Nine wins, eleven wins, division. I think we what go. I, I I think I think we go eleven wins. We win a tough division this year. Yeah. So yeah, you, yeah. you think you take the Ravens out? I mean, I think so. I mean, last year, last year was kind of a fluke. I actually, it's funny. I I kind of a fluke. Yeah. I I came out of. Uh, I was at the second Ravens game with uh, Thomas Tull, who's the CEO of Legendary Entertainment. Okay. Who's one of the owners of the Steelers and. It's one of the membership has its privileges. Look at you, know? you. You were scrounging money to go to a Super Bowl four years ago, <laughs> yeah. and you're rolling. Flying on the G four. You're rolling yeah. now. Okay. So we're you know we come out of the game, and um, you know we go down. We and, and we come off of the you know the the box level, and we try to go down the elevator, mm-hmm. and uh, the security says, no, 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 we have to hold this elevator, you know, for the coaches. We kind of stood there and went, really. This is, um, you know, yeah, he's the owner, you, you know, come you know on, man. Sure. Uh-huh. And so sure enough, this, this group of Ravens coaches come out of the booth and they're all high fiving, you know, oh, slapping butts no. and everything. And I, you know, I was kind of stewing and I look over and I see there's a guy I went to high school with and I went, Andy. Mm-hmm. And he looked and went, Hey, Manganello. And I go, and I just look down he's got a Ravens emblem is it, on is his jacket. Andy is that who it is? No, no. Who's that? Okay. And, uh. He used to work for the Steelers scout team. Okay. And now he's working on the, Ra- on the Ravens coaching staff. And I looked down at him and I went, what happened to you? And he went, I joined the winning team, man. Oh, no. And so I said, try winning an expletive Super Bowl this decade, you expletive. Uh-huh. And uh, then they went down the ele- Everything got really quiet. And he went down the elevator and I... I turned to Thomas and I just said, "Man, I'm 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 really sorry if I embarrassed you in front of everyone. Yeah, like, know, you know, right? I'm here, you know, as part of your crew. I'm I'm really sorry." And he was like, "No, nah, man, I think it's so cool that you know yeah. you're on True Blood and you're yelling at Ravens fans. You, you know, know your black and gold freak flag yeah, totally. right there. So I almost had to fight my way out of high. Right. But you go, but you are coming on NFL Network and predicting uh, an AFC North championship. Is what you're saying." Steelers are going to win. Yeah, they'll win right. the AFC North. Okay, absolutely. And then how how much further? They Can't go? bet against. Can them. they get past Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos? Yeah, apparently, as long as Tim Tebow is not quarterback, we'll right. do all right. You know, <laughs> we do okay against Peyton. You know, apparently Tebow's. I don't. Whatever. That ought to be a tough pill to swallow. Jeez. Yeah, that was that was just insane. Just I mean, being, that was just like bizarro world. Being it was one like of the, the many, world was upside listen, down. Many many teams wound up being roadkill on Tebow Mania last year. Bears, Jets. Chargers, yeah. Vikings. But by that Steelers. time, you know that the Friday after that Broncos Steelers playoff game, mm-hmm. that fr- that next Friday, nine Steelers went into surgery. Yeah, I know. The, I don't think you would have been able to field much of a team against New England. You know, anyway. when you're when you're playing with ten starters, either out or injured, right? It's a different team. There's a reason why the guy who's first string plays over the guy second string. Uh-huh. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different team. Interesting. You're also going to be in Magic Mike, the new Soderbergh movie, yep. correct? Male yeah. stripper movie? Yes. 
sort of the anti-True Blood in a way? I'm very similar in very a lot of ways, honestly. <laughs> Except, you know, when I'm a werewolf and I shift, nobody's stuffing $1 bills into my pants. That's probably the, the main difference. But, nice. Yeah. yeah. Channing Tatum, you, Olivia Munn, Matt McConaughey. Yeah. Alex Pettifer. Yeah. That's great stuff. That's coming out uh, this summer. Correct. Comes out, uh, yeah, it'll be 4th of July weekend, so June 29th. Excellent. We'll look for that. Yeah. In, uh, and the season of True Blood that you say guys are totally going to love. Very guy-centric. Very guy-centric. My character's real, you know. And then there's, for the great. ladies as well, uh, I tweeted out earlier, any questions for Joe Manganiello? I got an absurd number of female responses back. Hmm. Uh, abnormal in many ways for my Twitter feed. Also got a tweet from Michelle Beadle of ESPN uh, uh, fame. She says, tell him I love him. That's there you go. There's a little Sports Nation information for you. Okay. Thank you, Michelle. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way we roll. You come on this show, you find out uh, new things about yourself. So congrats on all your success, Joe. Thanks, You're man. a good man, and Thank things you. deserve uh, to happen. Uh, good stuff to you, and I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. Let's do it again. Good luck to you, Steelers. Yeah, thank you. Good luck to you, Thanks. Steelers, that you say or get the shaft. I don't know. You hey, say it. I'm just saying. He's not saying. He's just saying. He's Joe Manganiello here on the Rich Eisen Podcast. Well, that wasn't awkward at all with Joe Manganiello. I just, you know, I, I knew when I was going to ask him, hey, how hot are the chicks in your show? And are you psyched that when you know you're, you're, you're going to do a scene with him? I mean, I knew that I was sort of stepping in it, and it was awkward and stupid and dumb. He was uh, he was great on the Pittsburgh stuff, though. He was. Well, I knew, he I knew. He, but he, there, there are times when I know that, you know, actors or, or celebrities who come on um, – feel when they're on NFL Network or something, and I want them to feel comfortable when they come on, that they probably think that they're not fully expert opinionated. So when somebody who talks about it for a living contradicts them, they may pull back a little bit. I bet that if this wasn't recorded and it wasn't in NFL Network and I was just in a bar with Joe, he would have gone 10 times further. And he uh, he would not have agreed with me as much as he did about, yeah, well, maybe, you know, that hit on Harrison with Colt McCoy. Yeah. But I, even I sat there. I would think that he, he was yeah. he was meeting I mean, me halfway. He came in. He was meeting me halfway, and I don't think he really deep down wanted to meet me yeah. halfway. I mean, his kicks were phenomenal. I was going to say, you knew he was intense when he came in wearing black and yellow Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He's a big dude too in person. I know he is. I mean, is he is he draft eligible? And I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, Michelle Beadle, friend of the program as well. As I mentioned, she saw on Twitter, decided to respond via text. Uh, tell him I love him. <laughs> and tell her to get and I think he he stopped in his tracks, didn't he? He, he was he was pretty pleased. Like he was. Time. I think he was actually psyched about that. Yeah. Why wouldn't he be? I know, but I mean, but I mean, he actually paused about that. And she says, ladies love uh, Alcide, uh, his character's name on, 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 True, uh, Blood. on True Blood. Probably and there are, start watching this just for those scoring. I don't know how you don't watch it. Uh, six O's in the word love as she, wow. that she, she texted that. She loves, <laughs> I don't know, maybe, so we, maybe we got a, something together. Fan, yeah. Beetle and Manganello. I don't know. I'm telling you, the podcast, podcast we're on a we are <laughs> in a bringing roll people here. together. We are taking on a it to the next level. Freaking roll! I really hope Matt Perry's pilot gets picked up. Yeah, podcast bump. But uh, how about To? How what a great line oh that my is, right? Gosh. That was fun. Um, so that was fun. Jay Moore next week. Jay Moore. Aisha yes. Tyler next week nice. of, of the talk. Yes, she will be in. And we're hoping on one other. Well, one. we don't know. We don't know. There's there's a lot going on next week. Uh, pre draft. It is. It, it is pre draft, but it is also usually 
yes. when the NFL schedule gets released. Uh, and yes. I don't know. That could happen next week. It and may happen the following week. It may happen a week after. Who knows? But That's three hours of we live don't know. TV for you, right? That's three hours of live TV for me. Do we see. know what the Thursday game is yet? Have they announced that? Or is it's that? a Wednesday game It's a Wednesday now. game. Yeah, Wednesday. Oh, because of the, the DNC. Right. right, yeah. Correct. Yes, we do know that. Thanks for, thanks for watching the NFL Network's it. owners it. meeting coverage. I'm, you might have been hanging out with Young guy. Hollywood. I'm a busy guy, Rich. Yes, it's 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 Cowboys at uh, Giants, at Giants. Yeah. NBC covering it for a third straight game. Uh, I was chatting with Albino recently, Al Michaels, and I, I mentioned to him, I, I don't know even even if Summerall called three consecutive Giant Cowboys games. Back in the day with CBS and Fox, that usually it would some of them would be on on a Monday night or right. or you know or Sunday night or what have you. I wonder if we should look, who the last time person to call three nationally televised coast to coast, not like eighty percent of the country, ninety percent of the country, three in a row. Yeah, Cowboys Giants. I don't know if that that could this could be a first. This could be a first. Great way to start off the season, though, too. Oh, in the Meadowlands. I was surprised. I thought it would be uh, Green Packers. Bay. Packers, yeah, Giants. that's what I thought, too. I thought, because just like last year, how it started with the two, pre- the, the two right. previous Super Bowl winners, yep. that like they try that, that again. But no, instead it'll just be Green Bay. Right? The Giants are going to play Green Bay. They're going to play San Francisco. They're going to play, uh, uh, I believe, Pittsburgh. They play the AFC North this year. That's all home games for them. That San Francisco is not the home. Oh, game. and I'm sure they'll start two and man, four, oh, and then go on a run, and, and then yeah. they'll call for conference. Right, and happens we'll see every what year. happens. Uh, real quick, why do you have this massive gash on uh, your back? So I tweeted it out uh, yesterday at Chris underscore Brockman. Oh my um, oh That things yeah. a 31 year old should not do, mm-hmm. which is one of them was climb an avocado tree, which I was doing. Yesterday, who were you with? Were you with you were with Young Hollywood? I was with my lady friend. Uh, her friend owns a place and out in the middle of nowhere, uh, beautiful big country land, lots of lemon trees, avocado trees. We were just walking and picking, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> you're walking and picking, walking and picking uh-huh. the fruit. And so you know, she was. N- is n- avocado a fruit? Avocado is a fruit. Avocado is a fruit. Big okay. seed in the middle. Seed in the middle, right? Okay. Um, so none, 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 a lot of the avocados weren't really that ripe. So she suggested that maybe some of them near the top of the tree potentially could Why, be ripe. Why? They're closer to the sun. I have no idea. Girl logic, Rich. It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't I mean, you are you're smitten, <laughs> right? So young I, Hollywood says so climb the tree. You so say I how said, high? So I said I will climb this tree for you for uh, for as ripe an avocado as I can find. Right. Oh so I'm climbing about halfway up. It's, this, uh, I'm this, pretty sturdy. And then I'm not wearing a shirt. In case you're wondering, I, I don't look like Joe Manganiello without a shirt on. In case right. you're wondering, just the Jello. Just without, so, no, so you are, you are, so you climbing are, the you tree. are, you are. Now, did you remove your shirt for no, the climb? No, I was, I was already shirtless on the walk. So I'm, you're look, strolling shirtless a, through I, an avocado I am field. A, of, I am a white boy from New England, Rich, I know. So, so I, I am. So pale. that would be not advised. Okay. Probably not, but I wanted to right, get a so little So you're now shirtlessly climbing a tree so climbing as high a as tree. your girlfriend has right. told you to go find a ripe <laughs> so, avocado. So I'm testing the branches Man. before I step on them. Right. Okay, I'm not an idiot, sort of. And so it, it, was, it was sturdy enough. So I stepped, and I was reaching, and the branch you know, gave way mm. before I could reach. And, and, and I, down you come. And down I come. And so I have about a foot-long gash you, on my back. You do realize avocados could, are available for purchase, not in a tree. Um for minimal cost at your local supermarket. I am aware of that. However, 
correct? You can buy fish at the store, too, but Ralph's, it's, the ones that you Gelson's, catch taste better. Bristol Farms, <laughs> Whole Foods. So with this several, whole, Rich, there's several I know, locations. I, I know Jews don't fish. Or Jews probably don't Jews farm don't, either. Jews don't, Jews don't climb trees. <laughs> and Jews don't climb trees. <laughs> For avocados. I so mean, at anyway. least unless, the, unless you're on a kibbutz. I'm paying the price today. Um, nice. But uh, so, so our resident uh, Twitter uh, monger over here that you know just throws his name out. I love yeah. it. Uh, mm-hmm. I tweeted this out. Uh, what's your theory on um, followers? How many followers do you have? Six hundred fifty, seven hundred, six seventy. How do you many do you have now Eight. at Toe for Law? I have um, I have like five fifty or five sixty. Okay. But uh, Eight thousand tweets you have. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, too, many. So, so that's too many. So I'm at like 800. Too like, many? Who's digesting these I mean, these you have tweets? just as many as I do. No, uh, but he has 300,000 follower followers. There's a follower to tweet ratio. There's no, there's no doubt. Be... That must be heated. You, oh. really, you, you really have tweeted 8,000 times? Yeah, I mean. I have wow. it here, Look, here. sometimes if I'm in the middle of I mean, watching. But your mom's it. only visited once. If I'm in the middle of watching a game and it's, you know. I'm a strong believer Twitter. in that's the, what I told. In the, that's what I told. Some uh, things are hated. Yeah, that's what I told Wilmer Valderrama. Put the Twitter away during a game. No numbers, no underscores, and a tweet to follower ratio. You can't exceed certain. That's things. true. There's, there's Twitter, I agree. Twitter I agree. protocol here. Um, and and Wait, let, hold on. Let me check in with Darren Ravel to see what the no, actual Twitter oh, rules are. Please, good Lord <laughs> Almighty. The Twitter police. Please. Oh man. What are we so? Do we have a European? Do I shout really out? do this? Do I really? <laughs> yes. Do okay. I really well, do this? I mean, I got to pay off something that you. It's we do have teaser. a lot of, You're a lot going of European, rogue on me. A lot of European listeners. I know that. I don't denigrate the European listeners. I respect them. I love them. I want great. to give them shout outs, but I, I don't know if I want to hand the keys of any part of this store away <laughs> without a little bit of a confab beforehand. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about it. But they're, right, just, they're coming after let's me. Let's do it. Let's do it. Chris Brockman's international shout out. Last week it was Hey Sweden, right? Right. Okay. And the week before that it was to Ireland. Hey Ireland. Hey Ireland, what's so up? So this week the international the international shout out is We're giving a shout out to the Aussies down under. Hey, what's up Australia? Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. I did support. pick up a few new down under followers this week. Right? I did too. And and that's why? That's why. Is there no is there a method? No, actually like the most because at least again in our in our Step in Rich's shoes contest, the person who brings the most new subscribers to the podcast wins. So there's at least a metric right. by which a winner could be measured. Usually it's just What's f- your metric to decide what the shout out is? Basically it's the first person to say, "Hey, can we get a shout out to so and so?" So and so. It's a pretty easy contest. And do you and then do you check the Twitter bio to see if I it's do. really from there? I do. I legit. I check it out. I have a tech So you vet, you I have vet? a tech guy go in and check the IP have, address. I can't imagine the fraud. Yeah, there's some what faux, that would mean. Some faux, uh, yeah. That, yeah, I can't imagine what the fraud would mean for the viability of this podcast of a fake segment that you make up out of whole cloth and going rogue. I mean, seriously, that's that's the way podcasts are taken down. Let's just put it it's this: just, it's a slippery slope. I think we have to call out like a region. Like, if you're in Hong Kong listening to this podcast, uh, tweet us, and we'll be sure to get you out there. Oh, so you're call you're calling for <laughs> for people to. To phone there's there's a way you what you're tell. doing essentially. Well, no, no, people are coming to me. You got to post an Instagram. You post a picture of you at some site in Hong Kong, so we know you're there in your tweet. And I listen to at the Eisen podcast. So and send this to at the Eisen at podcast. The Eisen podcast or you, but well, he wants his own yeah, followers. But, yeah, so but, he's like, wait a minute, yeah, that doesn't do him any good. Right, we're on she's the tweeting there. the at the Eisen podcast. <laughs> right. How about this? How okay. about this? They tweeted at Chris underscore Brockman or at Topher Law, and then the podcast site retweets it. And then we'll reach. Got it. Great. That's a great idea. How about that? That's a great right. idea. And if it's a good enough picture, 
I might retweet it for my right. account. There you go. So we want to. So I just don't know it. if I want to lend any legitimacy to a rogue <laughs> segment until I see how it works. That's why we have meetings. Fair enough. Or small meetings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> or at least threaten to have them. Right. We, we threaten to have meetings. Talk about, meetings don't you know, what, what, did, wait, what did Jeff Schaefer say? It's a meeting to talk about. That's right. Maybe that's right. That yeah. was with the... With the I wonder update, what the... No. I wonder what that is. I gotta, Season we gotta nine, reach out. right? We got to maybe... Let's get Jeff on here because I want to know yeah. what he thinks of the new Seahawk uniforms oh. that look like the Amsterdam Admirals <laughs> threw up all over the Seahawks. <laughs> man, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I heard in advance they were the ones that changed the most. no doubt. When Robinson was in... I wanted to bring it up. Is that were... surprised that Phil Knight near it's Nike and it's it's as close right. to yeah. Phil Knight's neck of the woods the NFL gets that they would they would have fun with the uniforms in that way? Oh, yeah, man. I got to get Jeff Schaefer's thoughts on that because uh, again the dictator's coming out, so yep. maybe he'll come on to help promote that. Very good. Absolutely. So next week is uh, Aisha Tyler and Jay Moore for Jay sure. Moore. Yes, we may have a schedule to discuss. May I don't know if we will. Uh, we'll definitely have a draft to discuss for sure. Do we and tease some of the upcoming stuff too? On the road, we're on the road. Twice we're on the road. We're on the, the road month. in New York, and then we're on the road in Dallas. Yes, and then we'll leave it at that. Leave it at that. We'll leave it at that for the moment. And a listener, unless on you the have another idea, Chris, month. you want to just throw out there. Can we do a podcast from this? From the the, the, the avocado farm. Yeah, from the shirtless oh, avocado oh, yeah, farm. Yeah, we could go over to my house. I we can do a podcast on my the house. laundromat. I said the laundromat. Oh yeah, the laundromat. The laundromat. Have, have you done Have you done laundry since that discussion? I have done. I have done laundry one time. We're in the middle of and a stretch. It has been check. three weeks. Yeah, He's worn that shirt at least twice, too. I, yeah, I know. He, he repurposed. I like it. What, no. do you want, what do you want me to do, Rich? I don't know. Definitely don't take it off and climb a tree <laughs> just because your girl says to do it. All right. Come on, come on, Rich. I'm not the first. I won't be the last. I know. <laughs> <laughs> For Chris underscore Brockman, uh, the, uh, the whipped avocado tree climber of the week. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. And Chris Law. <laughs> I want to thank Manganello, Matthew, not related to the refrigerator Perry, and Wilmer Valderrama. We're out. Stay listening.